Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cafe Confessions. And if you are tuning in after the two weeks that I have been gone, I am your absent host, Brie. And I'm (laughs) here with (laughs) the amazing solo host. (laughs) (laughs) I had to carry this show, Brie. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was it was um, it was a lot. That was a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but I you know what I had a little fun. I did. I did. There were some things um, that I've talked about in these last two solo episodes. And I'm like, man, I would really like to hear what Brie has to say about this. Or, you know, like if she's picking up like what I'm saying, which I'm sure you would have. Um, but that's OK. You know, uh, a cute a couple of key points that I want to talk about uh, from the last couple of episodes. We will definitely include them in the show so we can actually have a full on discussion. But yes, I am so happy you're back and you're feeling better. Are you feeling better? I am. I feel like my health is like 98% returned. I am good. so good. I can't believe that cold had me down like that. But yeah. I think you, I just want to just give you props. You did fucking phenomenal. I was listening to the podcast and I was telling um, Sadal, I was like, damn, I was like, she can really do this shit by herself. Like she doesn't need me. Oh. Like this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make my head big, Brie. Don't make my head. <laughs> you did Bigger, a phenomenal right? job. Thank you. <laughs> no, but thank you. I, I do appreciate that. You already know how I am. So I'm like, oh my God, like, I hope this is okay. I hope you guys understand. Oh, it's a lot of pressure. Like, I don't know how people do a whole podcast by themselves. I really feel like I'm just talking to myself. I'm like, this yeah. is kind of, I mean, I talk to myself, but like, it's not recorded. So, you know, but you're back. We're good. The dynamic duo, we're here. <laughs> we are here. I'm back. I'm back. I hope you guys miss me. Um, I was feeling a little insecure. I was like, damn, they might be like, we don't need her ass back on the show. But- <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. No. I'm sure they missed yes. you. I missed you guys. But what have you been up to, my love? Um, Honestly, I have been... I have been working a lot on... Me, I have been getting closer to Jay. Uh, you know, he's working nights now. So we used to have like Wednesdays together to just like sit down and just talk, like just have one day where we can just talk about what's going on. And we haven't had that in a few months since he started this new job. Um, so it was nice to kind of have that these couple of weeks, um, just like venting things that I typically will just suppress. One thing that he's made me realize is you know, when I was working in an office, I was very distracted. So it's so it's so easy to just suppress a lot of things when you don't have a lot of time to really sit back and think. But since working from home, all I have is my thoughts. So um, working on that there, I don't want to call them New Year's resolutions, but there are some things that I want to work towards this upcoming year. Um, some things that we are going to start this weekend, actually, just getting our lives together so we can have a wonderful life together. Um, And just not even just for each other, but for ourselves. So that's really what I've been working on these last couple of days and also spending more time with family. Um, I'm actually going to go spend time with my aunt and my, my baby cousin today. We're just going to have like a girl's day movie day. And it's something I truly miss, especially like around this time. It's nice to be around older women who remind me of my mom or like have that motherly instinct or characteristics that, you know, my mother had. So yeah, just, just navigating through that. Mm, I think that is absolutely beautiful. And I feel like 
we really, let's go back to like you talking about working from home. The quality of life that we have working from home has really shifted what's important to me with a company. Mm -hmm. Like I will never go back to one. We don't talk about commuting. That's time on the clock that I'm not being paid for. Exactly. Okay. And that's actually taking away from my funds because I have to maintenance my car, put gas in that bitch. All of that requires funds from the check that I'm receiving from my eight hours a day when I'm really working 12. Right. right? So (laughs) we factor in just the financial aspect. It's not worth it. And then on top of that, the mental capacity that you have to work on you and your healthy relationship because you guys have more time together is way more important than me making a check in office. Bye. Get out of here. Right. Right. You know, right. I, I, I just want to say I love that for you. And also when it comes to the New Year's resolution, I think that would be a great episode. Just kind of talking about what we can do to maybe help other people find out what the resolutions are in a safe and sustainable manner. Because you cannot just be going into January 1st and yesterday, the 31st, you were smoking, drinking, eating ass. <laughs> and now- you got to prep for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to get your mind right like, for that. Uh, I'm vegan. I ain't smoking no more. I, like that is too much. You can't soon. Cut, like go cold turkey on that. That's how you set yourself up for failure. And I every no, time you know how many times my resolution was like I'm about to cut forty pounds, and I'm like at the end of the year I still got these forty pounds on me because my mind wasn't right to do it. <laughs> like now, come on now. If you could have do it, if you could have did it in a day, you would have did it a year Hello, ago. Hello, okay. right? Come that just requires <laughs> discipline, and like, it, there has to be a switch. Like, you have to really get yourself prepared to be like, this is going to be my new normal. Because it's not just I'm going to do this for this length of time and then go back to the shit that I was doing before. No, like, if you really want to change, like, your, your your mindset has to be, I'm never going back to this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a whole. So I think that's a great episode for the end of the year, you know, help people find the balance and the ebb and flow of what a New Year's resolution is, should look like and how to really follow through with that. So congrats to you for just figuring it out. I'm loving that you're about to spend time with your family. You've been doing phenomenal this last month. I just want to give you some big hugs and love. Thank you. Me, on the other hand, (laughs) I have... um, Literally been dealing, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I have been dealing with a, a small, you know, bout of seasonal depression. Yeah. And this is my favorite time of year. I love the cold weather. It's not really necessarily about the cold, but I feel like something about this time of year makes you reflect on your life. And you're like, oh, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And I had a mm-hmm. phenomenal year. I'm never going to say that I had a not productive year. But when you're in this like transition period of like leaving who you used to be becoming who you should be and you're like right in the middle of both it can get a little sad sometimes because you're just like ah I've done so much work but I have so much more work to do to get to that space of like me being my true authentic self and right I've just been struggling with that a little bit so yeah, combating seasonal depression, fighting off a cold. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer when I come onto the show, but I feel like I'm always in a positive mood. But sometimes, like, life is just life in, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and that's okay. It's like not everything is going to be positive. Like, we are real human beings going through some shit, okay? And there's probably yeah. so many people that can relate to that that listen to our show. 
it's not all great. You know, I can get on here and laugh with y'all and then get off and start crying because I'm just, (laughs) I'm going through it. And I think we have to stop shying away from those tough conversations. Like we want, yes, we want to be relatable, but like we want to stick to our authentic self. And that's just something that we're going through. So why not talk about it? You know, we don't shy away from those type of conversations. We haven't, so we shouldn't start now. Oh, well, thank you for making me feel like I can, you know, talk about it here. And Absolutely. To balance it off, like, yes, I've been going through a little bit of seasonal depression, lots of realizations, but I've been trying to combat that with, like, diving into the things that are, are going to make me feel better, right? Okay. Um, I went to a course this weekend, not weekend, on Tuesday, and it was uh, Dreaming with Death, and I love T.I. Mm. Shiloh. It's, like, my third space. Um. As for, your first space is home, your second space is work, and your third space is an environment where you can go and be in community. And okay. Tia Shiloh, yeah, is like my favorite third space. I get to just kind of relax. I don't have to necessarily be forced to drink because um, they don't have liquor, just tea. And okay. it was my first time taking a course there, and it was Dreaming with Death, and I met some friends. And it's just so nice to meet people who understand, like, the stuff that people will be in the world, like, mm, that's a little weird. So I was in good company, and I had a beautiful time. So just doing things like that. I, I had my first um, psychic reading ever. I've never oh. talked to a psychic <laughs> before. Okay. Um, yeah, that was actually really phenomenal. I found this new... Uh, remember I told you guys about my metaphysical shop that I had to cut ties with? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't leave a terrible them. review on. Did you leave I the review? It. I've been waiting oh, for I sure an update. Did. Oh, I can read it to you. Oh, please do. Well, well you know, tell us about okay. the new okay. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, new I'll, 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 the tea is tea. In. Okay, we'll put that. I'll put that in the tea over tea segment <laughs> okay, for okay. today. Um, <laughs> so I found this new space in Pasadena. It's called the Indigo Collective. And yeah, they have spiritual fairs and it's like different vendors that comes in and they sell things and crystals and it's diverse, lots of black owned businesses. And I saw that they had a psychic um, tarot reader. And I was like, well, I normally read my own tarot cards, but like I would definitely want to like, you know, have someone read for me. Um, But they were busy that day. So I had to do a call in um, experience. And I was reading over the phone. They did the reading over the phone. Now this is giving Miss Cleo. Okay, because I didn't want to say that. (laughs) I didn't want to say that, but I'm happy that you said it. (laughs) 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 Yes, you know, they just dropped that new HBO documentary on Miss Cleo. It's called. No, I didn't know that. Girl just dropped uh, two days ago. So it's a brand thing. Oh, I'm watching that. (laughs) Yeah, they have people on there talking about the scam that is Mrs. Cleo. It was interesting. But yeah, so I called in. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking so much. I had so no, much going go on. Go ahead. Like, no, come on. We haven't we haven't spoken <laughs> two weeks. Okay, so hey, it's gonna be a long episode, y'all. Get ready. <laughs> okay, buckle up. Um, <laughs> so it was sixty dollars. Now I'm cheap as hell. Okay, to me, sixty dollars is groceries. That's food. That's something. That's something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could do a whole lot with sixty coins. I sure can. <laughs> but I was like. <laughs> $60 for 30 minutes. Okay. So I was like, sure, this better be worth it. Cause I'm about to, I had rules. I was like, I ain't going to give her no information. I'm about to take notes. I'm about to be, she don't even know that I'm over here clocking her. Right. Right. So I fixed my energy. Cause I was like, don't be coming up in here with that cheap ass energy. Brie. Like you gotta, you can't be 
mad that you're spending sixty dollars. Right, right. <laughs> so I did my little, you know, whoopty wop, got myself together, and then, uh, man, the moment I spoke to her, like right away, I was like, oh my god, like it was like a warm hug. I was like, this is exactly what I needed. She was so on point that it was scary. She was like literally as I'm and I, and she brings up because I'm a I'm a writer. So I'm writing down, you know, notes and she goes, um, are you a writer? She was like, do you like to scribe and write? And I was like, yeah, I do. She was like, yeah, you need to really dive into this. She was like, have you ever just channeled messages while you're writing? Like you just type on your computer, whatever comes to your mind or you just write down anything. And I was like, I literally just had to stop. I was like, I need to start doing this for like channeling. And she was like, yeah, she was like, you're a spiritual healer. You're a spiritual teacher. She was like, right now you're in the space of learning and teaching, which I'm really big on. Um, She dove into like specific people in my environment. Um, She dove into like mentorship who I need to be reaching out to specific people. She even tapped into Sadell and she was like, does your partner do music? And I was like, yeah, he does music. And she's like, Oh, she was like, yeah, this is going to be something that's going to really benefit you guys as company in the future. She was like, I see you guys holding ceremonies and I see you guys holding space for people. And he's going to be in charge of the music of that. I'm like, what? I've been talking about. Yeah. Facilitating medicine. Girl, I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, and then she starts diving into like my passion for like death and uh, being a deaf doula which I've been literally talking about and working on this last two months. Um, She dove into the fact that it's a layered process, which I felt like the reason why I want to do deaf dualism and medicine together, like that would be my layer. I want to bring. Explain, explain what deaf, what a deaf doula does for our listeners. Oh yes. I am so sorry. Um, So you guys are mostly familiar with like birth doulas, right? Who take care of all the non-medical aspects of women who are pregnant and bringing in life into the new world. Uh, End of life doula or deaf doula is the same thing, but on the opposite end. So instead of bringing life in, I'm helping people exit and leave. So I look at it as like, I'm going to hold your hand all the way up to the gates, right? I can't cross with you, but I can make sure that you are not alone in that process. And it is a privilege. And I will say this because some people, you know, like my sister, they just, trans- they just you know, um, expire without any warning. But when we get those people who are like in hospice or who have received a diagnosis of being terminally ill, that's where you could step in and say, okay, like now let's start the process of really trickling out your life. And what does that look like for you? We do counseling. How do you feel about your life? We want to bring meaning because a lot of people have anxiety about dying because they're like, well, did I live a good life? Am I a good person? Was this worth it? Right. And we want to find meaning that absolutely your life was a beautiful testimony to who you are. Take away that anxiety and also make it more comfortable. Set rules and boundaries for the family. You ever have someone who's passing away and then all of a sudden everybody's up in their business? Man. What if they don't want to be bothered with that? Right. Not even in their business, in their pockets. (laughs) Okay. Waiting around with their hands out. Like for for scratch, you know what I mean? Taking advantage of the dying. This literally happens all the time. Or you have a person who is doing caretaking for a family member and they have reached a space where they are exhausted. I can't do this. And I mean, we don't talk about that because people feel terrible, but it's people get burnt out taking care of people who are leaving this earth. Right. Yeah. It's exhausting for some people. They need assistance. They need their own counseling, their own guidance. And then we have to talk about the fact of grief when someone does transfer out. What does that look like for the family? 
So right. that would be my job. My job would be able to assist with all those beautiful, tough and difficult parts about somebody leaving this earth, setting rituals and boundaries and doing legacy work. I could go on all day. But the reason why I'm into plant medicine is because I want to fill those other gaps in with medicine for the people um, who are passing because it takes a lot of that anxiety out too. So it's like combining two things that I'm very passionate about and creating something for myself. But I would do doulaism for my friends and family. Um, I don't know if I would be a community doula. Anyways, but I'm getting off topic. Off topic. This is what the psychic was pretty much telling you. Like yeah. you are right on point with your life. Um, you're not living in your purpose right now because what you're doing for work is not really for you. Do your shit because it's all divinely protected. So I had a beautiful experience to say the least. And will I be spending sixty dollars every other month? Absolutely. okay but at what point are you like all right you gave me the information now I have to take control of that and not maybe I don't want to say like rely on that person for like guidance but if they gave you the steps you know do you Mm -hmm. think that if you go to them too often it's kind of like you don't figure it out on your own it's like they're still giving you the clues or like giving you the play by play by play on how to do it you know yeah you don't want to change the course Because then we're getting into um, idolatry. I'm not looking at you as a deity to Mm. change my life. It's almost like I'm going to come to you when I need guidance, right? Right. But that's the hard part about having discernment. Do you watch White Lotus? Please tell me you do. No. Oh, White Lotus fans. Okay, there's a a character on White Lotus. It's a fucking phenomenal show, especially if you're into like psychology of the mind. Girl, I could write a whole episode on that show but jennifer coolidge have you ever seen um american pie yeah she's uh, pie. the horny mom okay <laughs> her character is a buffoon <laughs> yes and he's fucking her yeah <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yes okay so she yeah, plays on the show she, I... no i'm sorry go ahead please stop. no no it's okay <laughs> there was another show that i've actually seen her on and i uh, how i met your mother so that's where oh, I, really I never know. watched I the show. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go okay, ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on my two watch list. Yeah. But uh, I like her character, I think we have a lag. I'm sorry. Are we lagging with each other? We are. I don't know if it's my computer or what, but. No worries. But fellow listeners, if you hear us talking over, we just have a lag. Ain't nobody, you know, coming for anybody's throats. Uh- <laughs> I'm so sorry. But. Her epi- her character on the ep- on that show is like all about being in spirituality, right? But she's she's a spiritual vampire. She looks for mm. answers. Yes, girl, these exist. They want they. Oh, I got my psychic on the hotline. I got to call my psychic about the lottery numbers. You know, people like that. The, yeah, the standard characters of like people who consume psychic powers. Like they just are out for their own personal gain. They don't want to hear no bad news. They don't want to do no reflection. They just want information on how to get the best life they possibly can without doing any work that's Mm. a different type of person yeah so when you do any type of spiritual readings for yourself or for anyone else you have to take a moment of reflection to work out that process before you just start hopping in you know so I would look at it as like a massage. Like I'm going to only go when my muscles are tense. I'm not about to just be getting massaged up every weekend for the luxury of it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and this is Brie teaching you spiritual. Um, Damn, I forgot the word that I'm looking for. What is the word? What is the word? What is the word? Not manners. Come on now. 
Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay, it's going to come to me. <laughs> but anyway, there's a spiritual there's a spiritual process that you have to follow. You can't just be looking at people for answers cuz they're humans too. Well, and that's you. the end of my Thank you for sharing rant. that. But just to go back to something that you're saying. So this person this um I don't I want to say guide or a psychic? Psychic. You could call her a psychic. Okay. I, I didn't want to offend. So this psychic was telling you that not only are you on the right track, but there are things that you need to hone in. And then also your partner that you've been with for 10 years. This this was like, what's the word for it? Like Confirmation? Yeah. Confirmation. Like this is a person that you're supposed to be with and you guys are going to do great things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she talked about him. She said exactly what I was thinking because I brought him up. I said, you know, I do want to talk about my uh, relationship. I was like, we've been together, you know, for quite some time. I was like, I'm really happy. I don't have much of anything to complain about. But if something comes up, I don't want you to shy away from telling me. Yeah. And when we got to that part, she was like, this is your person. She was like, I see that you guys Love have it. a lot of safety in your relationship. Um, she t- she went through him like a she ripped him to shreds in a beautiful way she was like yeah he oh it seems like he could be very closed off at times um, but he will always come back and then fill in the gaps for you and I'm like yep that's exactly you know he's a very closed off person she was just like there's nothing that's coming up as a warning sign she was like this is your person this is a lifelong relationship and a lifelong relationship after you guys move on to the next phase she was like you've guys been together before which I've already known she was like this is your person she was like this is a beautiful relationship and I'm happy that you found him I'm like thank you that was lovely yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I would I don't know if you're like trying to um you know recommend this person to other people but I think that was very right on point especially like for your first time visiting a psychic I think um that left a really good taste in your mouth because it could have went one or two ways so good. girl and I had I was prepared for either way because I was like mm-hmm <laughs> I knew it. No, I would be more than happy to tell you guys about her. It was awesome. She was amazing. She told me that um, I have a gift for reading cards and that I need to take that more seriously. Like, how do you know this, girl? Mm-hmm. So moving on from my woo-woo stuff. Matter of fact, just before we go, this episode is going to be, she want to fuck with the woo. Oh, my <laughs> end, okay? So if you're not into the woo-woo, you ain't into the woo-woo, this may not be for you. Shay, what are you drinking? Oh, girl, I am back on my tea. I took a little break, honestly. Um, I haven't really been drinking any hot drinks. And okay. now that I've had it today, I'm like, oh, I just feel good. Like, I just feel warm inside. I just feel like ugh, I needed this. But I am drinking some more pumpkin spice. And you know what? Let me just say, I didn't know I had a problem. But I do. Because in addition to this drink, the other day I bought some, and this was just on a whim. I was like, ah, you know what? I've never tried this before. You know, it's been looking at me for the last three years. I, I just, I just, I just wanted a little sample of it, right? So I caved in and bought this pumpkin cheesecake from Ben and Jerry's. And when I tell you, that was the best fucking ice cream <laughs> that I have Ooh. had in a very long time. And I know it's not a drink, but I just have to say. I have been sleep. I know what type of ice cream I'm going to be buying every year during the pumpkin season because it was delicious. And I'm trying to, you know, be cautious about how many times I buy it because I don't want to play it out. But as far as my drink, I am drinking a almond and oat milk pumpkin tea. 
Um, I think I like this for me. I know I've talked about like, you know, maybe get trying to like wean myself, well, not wean myself off, but like more so in like gradually build up my tolerance for coffee. But sometimes you just got to know your lane. And I think this is my lane. So yeah, pumpkin spice, almond and oat milk tea yet again. What about you? Hold up. Did you make this yourself or did you purchase? I did. I made it. Look at you getting all fancy. The Cafe Confessions is really working over there. I love this experience. You're giving me barista. It is. And you know, um, our mutual friend, Aaron put me on to, uh, there was a TikTok of this girl making her own oat milk, uh, pumpkin spice oat milk. So I went out and bought the puree and I bought the condensed milk and everything. I haven't made that one just yet. Just like the, it's, um, you can make a foam, your own foam. Um, haven't okay. made that yet, but it's on my list. Um, I've been seeing a lot more TikTok recipes and stuff and even like Instagram recipes, which I have been trying to just save and try all of them. Girl, I was supposed to make some banana cheesecake muffins for like the entire week. I saved these bananas. At this point, they're so black, I got to throw them away. Like it's th- there's it's just no more banana. It's about to be peel in a second. So I got to go out and buy some new bananas um, because I'm destined like I I. I can't give it up. Like I absolutely have to make it at this point because I've waited so long that like now I wouldn't feel right if I didn't make it. So any type of recipe that you see or like a new drink that you see and it's tea based, please send it over to me because I am going to try it. Um, I'm probably going to get back into juicing and stuff this year. So please, I am all open to suggestions. I will definitely do that. And then really quickly, before we move on to my drink, you just remind me of one of the funniest memes that I've seen in like 2012. And it was, um, it was like a little comic strip and it was a green banana and the green banana was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Like in the banana basket, like the owner just put it in the banana basket. And then it was like, Oh, you know, very ripe banana. Like, oh, it's my turn next. I can't wait to get eaten. And then it was a really old, dirty black banana who was smoking a cigarette. And he was like, I thought I was going to be banana bread, but I'm trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly what happened. Because, you know, like, you know, the darker they get, the sweeter they are. But at a certain point, you got to do something with this or it's just done. So my bananas are at that point. They were in my fridge and I kept looking at them and I kept looking at the cheesecake, um, not cheesecake, the cream cheese. And then I was looking at other things and I was like, I just don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it, but I am going to get on it and I'm going to make this damn cheesecake banana muffin shit. And then I'm going to take some pictures and I'm going to show you so that I actually did it. But what are you drinking? Okay, I am drinking Starbucks. I have leveled up. Yummy. I used to be a grande only drinker. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been drinking Venti's. Oh, y'all, what's going on with me? I'm knee deep in this shit. I'm drinking. Well, what's oh. in the Venti cup? Let's let's start there. Okay, Venti so I'm drinking. <laughs> it's called a um, ice sugar cookie almond milk latte. Oh, okay. So I good. think I, I saw that. That's new, right? It is new. It's the new Christmas drink. It's so good. I've been addicted to it. I've been weaning off of the pumpkin cream cold brews because I know that the season is almost up and I don't need to be lingering on too long. So I am into the sugar cookie latte. It's so good. So yeah. I am so surprised. I thought you were going to say a venti espresso, extra black, 
no sugar. Um, and then I was like, God <laughs> dang, Brie, what is going on? No. But to hear you have a latte and it's sweetened, I, I am very proud. It is. <laughs> and it got whipped cream in it, too. That is not Oh, my me. gosh. Who am I? Who the fuck am I, y'all? Okay. <laughs> mm. This is Christmas, Brie. <laughs> this is Okay, holiday. this is a... Do not get comfortable here, folks. Okay? Um, <laughs> but today's segment, Shay is the venti now it is uh, this is where we bitch and moan about the things that we cannot stand i think the ick challenge has stolen this from us personally (laughs) but that's okay i i digress i digress um shay (laughs) what are you venting about today i'm venting about my damn self because i need to get it the fuck together and also let me tell you why i need to get it together because i have been trying to Saved my money. I have stopped shopping as much. Like I literally will not go on clothes clothing sites because I'm like, if I see it and you have a sale, I'm going to get it. My favorite word is charge it. So I need to stop this, right? And don't tell me that you have Klarna, Afterpay, Uplift, all this, because I am a whore for a payment plan. I have <laughs> three flights right now on a payment plan. Um, oh, I have... Scissor tickets on a payment plan. And that's what really did it for me because I'm like, bitch, at some point, you need to pull it in. You need to get it together. So today, I am going over budget because I've been going over budget. So yeah, I'm just venting about myself because I don't know when I'll get this together, but something has to give now. And I probably will look out to you because I know that you um, are really good with this. Or at least documenting it. I don't know about like (laughs) sticking to it, but at least documenting it. So I need to figure some things out. And that's what I want to vent about. And also a big F you to Ticketmaster and all these other ticketing uh, concert ticket holders. Why are tickets so expensive? I, Mm -hmm. first of all, I was expecting to pay, you know, maybe three. 300, 300 something dollars for a SZA ticket. Do you know a 300 something dollar ticket was further than the damn nosebleeds? Like you no, they were got you in the popcorn stand. In mm-hmm. the popcorn. You were outside. <laughs> and behind the stage. So at least right. if I'm going to sit all the way the fuck to the back, I would at least like to be in front of the stage where I can actually see the artist, not right. the back of her head. Right. So they want you to see tracks. Okay. They not want the me to ones see that she's singing hello? on. Okay. Hello. <laughs> they gonna have the you know the TVs and with the monitor and it's just gonna have the lyrics playing. Like I know we right. can't see this right now. No. Yeah. Y'all they said basically she- you're paying for the air that she's breathing. Hello. That's what you're paying That's for. really what it is. Like you you're gonna be in the vicinity of SZA, but you won't actually see her. What the f- what what is the point of that? I could just watch her on TV if I wanted to do that. So. Right. Luckily, they had Klarna and I got tickets and I'm 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 damn near near the stage, but I'm not going to go and express how much I spent on these tickets. OK, we're just going to leave that <laughs> for me to deal with. Not you covering but, up your face yeah. as you're telling me this story, because <laughs> I am ashamed. I am ashamed. But I was like, if I could do it for Beyonce, I could do it for my girl. And those are the you only sure don't, don't those are the only concerts I'm going to this coming year. I'm going to Beyonce. I refuse to miss that. And I'm going to see SZA. I refuse to miss that. So look, you got her. You got her tatted. You got to go up in there. You got it. <laughs> my tattoo actually has a double meaning. But yes, I do have her tatted. See, I wasn't going to expose. I wasn't going to say that because I feel like people oh. already think like I'm a whore for SZA. 
and you may mm. be right, bitch, but I, I we love are, her and I are. love her music. That's what it we is. We are right. You're okay. talking to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We are right. That's okay. I mean, That's I support right. it. Thank you. I do think that I do think that you would let you know SZA fuck you with a hardcore dildo, and Listen, you would whore it out for her. Tell you, I definitely do. <laughs> in one of her songs, this bitch said something about "I'm fucking on your bitch" or something, and I said, "Ma'am, it should be me. It should be me." That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I you said, said this "Is this a house strap?" I'm not fooled by this bitch. Am I being summoned? (laughs) Am I being summoned? Are you making volunteers? Because (laughs) girl, you wouldn't need a lick of lube. You're like, I'm ready to go. Yep. (laughs) Get the strap hot and Mm -hmm. ready for you. Where you want to put it? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Could you imagine? I think this would have a good stroke. Okay, I mean, or a good scissor. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Listen, I love her. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it there. I love her. And yeah, yeah that's that. What is your uh venti today? <laughs> Girl, okay, my venti right now has to do with my upstairs neighbor. Okay. Now I have been in this apartment for five months. I haven't said nothing about this bitch, okay? But <laughs> I'm out of space right now, y'all. When I wake up and I think about grabbing a shotgun or I think about going up there and fantasizing about snatching you about your apartment, you know it's gone real bad, all right? Oh, um, my God. I hope she can hear me through the vents right now. That's how bad it is. <laughs> what happened? St- She's always fucking playing Stomp the Yard upstairs. It's motherfucking... <laughs> <No>, <laughs> Is she, first of all, is she playing the movie or is she really up there stomping the yard? Like, <laughs> she's really up there. <laughs> You're like, I need clarification. <laughs> no, I need clarification. She's up there with her fucking 10 boots on, walking back and forth at 5 a.m., 3 a.m., midnight oh. on a fucking weekday, okay? I know her whole damn schedule. I'm like, dude, you need to hone it just, t- just a little bit. I personally have mindfulness for my downstairs neighbor homegirl owes me some money because i'm up in here tiptoeing we up mm-hmm. in here like shh, 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 you know shh, shh. i'm respectful because i right. feel like when you're living above somebody you need to be mindful that that person has a life too yeah and i have looked on tiktok ways to you know handle this situation i have emailed my uh, leasing department five times about this woman um and they have even said that i am eligible for a transfer i can transfer oh. to a new I don't want to do that you know like I like my apartment it's great I don't really feel like this backing up and moving because what if I move next door to somebody else who's a little bit crazier well maybe you can ask them can I see the place before I make a decision (laughs) and then just you know walk around there a couple days of the week and be like who live over here you know like (laughs) talk to the neighbors hey what's it like living on this side you know you got any okay. noisy uh, upstairs neighbors? Any trouble in the hallways? You know, what's going on over here? Uh, <laughs> Not trouble in the hallways. I see what trouble. You- <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. Shay, you shady as hell. Trouble in the oh. hallways. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, whew, Shay is referring. We ain't there yet. I'll probably tell y'all, but 
next year. Okay. I'm still working through that trouble in the hallway situation, but yes, girl, I'm just like, ma'am, what is it? Like, are you 200 pounds in each foot? Because I'm not understanding why are you fucking a town stomping up there? Why are you Kirk Franklin? My goddamn Stop. ceiling right now. Why? Why are you heavy in the fucking floor right now? Right. Why are you stepping in the name of hate up there? What is going on with you? For real. Anyway. Stepping in the name of hate. Oh, what did you do to her? <laughs> Girl, I have been, I have even looked up mail services to send her ass a bunch of spam mail. That's how mad. The only thing I have is her address. Okay. Girl, I am petty. I am Miss Petty. But see, I'm thinking about karma now. So I fantasize. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's okay to fantasize and play in your mind as long as I don't act on it. But yes, I have beat that woman up five times in my head. I have walked up them stairs and said, knock, knock. Who is it? It's a delivery. Bitch, these hands. Because you're getting <laughs> on my fucking nerves. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. I don't know what cartoon it was, but they opened the box of pizza and the punch just came through the box. What was that yes. from? I can't remember, but exactly the same energy. That's what the fuck I'm on right now. Why don't Anyways. you just go up there and say, "Hey, I'm your downstairs neighbor." I guess I don't know if that's considered a neighbor, but I live downstairs mm-hmm. and I can hear everything that's going on. And I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind. Picking up your feet when you walk. And I want you to be more mindful of the fact that I can hear everything that's going on. Um, everything. You know, even play on it. Like, I have a newborn baby. Uh, we're not getting any sleep because we can just hear you stomping around. Can you please be more mindful of what's going on? You know, yes. play it up, you know, because sometimes they might not give a uh, damn about you, but they might care if you have a child, you know? Now... <laughs> Let me say this. The last time the lease in office, this was literally this week. They're like, we will have a conversation with them. She was like, the last time I spoke to them, they got very defensive. They said it was, wasn't them up there. Blah, 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 blah. She said, do you think you can get a video next time so that we can have a sit down conversation with proof? I said, absolutely. So I have been trying to record these folks for months. Okay. But it's not picking up on my phone, but she don't know I got a podcast. So I am up on my damn ladder waiting for her to stomp with my damn microphone up to the ceiling looking that crazy at 4 a.m in the morning that's how insane it's got me and i thought about it let me tell you i said okay i'm gonna go up there i'm gonna just go up there i went up there to go to the rooftop i walked past her door she's one of those people that changes out her um floor mat and her Mm. decor outside every damn season okay i didn't know she was black she oh, had a okay. black woman on her, like a black woman on a reef, right? And I said, okay, this is going to be problems if I knock on this door. This It's going to be issues. Yeah. Um, maybe it is good for you to stay anonymous, but you could still write a letter. Um, I definitely will. I think I'm going to leave a letter on her doorstep. And I Ooh, think I ran she the elevator. She does not. I have checked. Okay. She has okay. no ring camera. But I have. I think I've rode the elevator with her. I cannot confirm. But she had me and said I was in the elevator. And she hops in. And she hits floor seven. And me and him look at each other. And we're like, we yeah, think this her. is a bitch. <laughs> just the, okay, the energy. Let me just tell the energy. The energy was uh, she was eating chicken nuggets out of a McDonald's bag in the mm. elevator. 
mm. girl, why are you eating up in this nasty ass elevator air? Two, you look like you fight. You look like you throw down. You look like you stomp. You look like you wake up mad. You look like every time you get out of the bed, it's the wrong side of the bed. You <laughs> look like you're angry. You're waiting. You <laughs> you're waiting for someone to say something to you so you can pop off. I'm not going to give yes. you the reason. <laughs> so, I mean, uh-uh, hell to the no. So I have... Woo, got that got that out you know you just be holding something in like anyways girl that was my venti for the week <laughs> well keep us updated i hope uh something gives i hope she i mean i just feel like if the if the uh leasing office is coming to you to say hey we've been getting complaints make an adjustment you know like clearly it's you even if you don't feel like it's you like bro like i don't know i would just be like you know the, the, they're coming to me for a reason. Like, let me be a little bit more mindful of what I'm doing, what time I'm getting up. And when I do get up and it's like very early in the morning, four or 5 a.m., it's dead quiet. So any noise that I make, come on, like the people below or next to you are going to hear it. Be respectful. I'm sorry respectful. that you have to deal with that, but please let us know what happens. I'll keep you posted. And moving on. To before we get into our segment TRT, today's topic is what Shay? What are we talking about? We talking all about sex, baby. Sex, you sex and more sex. nasty, slutty, <laughs> freaky. Okay, y'all, y'all better chill out. But yes, this whole episode is about <laughs> sex and all the things related to <laughs> genitals. So, with that being said, <laughs> let's start the show. I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with With Cafe Confessions. Okay, well... (laughs) I couldn't see you. That's why I'm like... When you came back on, you were like... Welcome back, everyone. Okay, so let's just get this started um, with our standing segment, which is tea over tea. And because we're talking about sex, I thought it would only be right if we talk about Little Fizz and his booty hole being all over. (laughs) I'm sorry. Bring it up. Yep, because I was about to come for you. This is your man, girl. So, yep, get into it. This is exactly why I need to set the record straight, okay? When I be saying I like these men, I need to reevaluate because they do not cease to embarrass the fuck out of me. And, yes, I did like Little Fizz. Honestly, I'm going to tell you one thing. I loved Little Fizz. I was Lady Fizz all through middle school. But until that man released his penis on OnlyFans and I had to see what that thing looked like, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm sorry. I'm going. This is going to sound so bad, but I will judge a man by the way his penis looks. I just that is something. It's something about that. Like, I can't get over that. If it looks weird, you look weird to me. And that's okay. just what it is. And I and I need to be more mature about that. But we're not going to talk about that. What we're talking about as is this man's asshole everywhere. And the thing about it is, sir, you do OnlyFans. We know that you get paid 
to do certain things. And Mm -hmm. for you to come out a whole day later and say, oh, this is not me. People will do anything to ruin your name. If somebody is claiming that my ass, not even just my ass, but my asshole is all over the internet and that asshole does not belong to me, I'm going to say something right then and there. Or I'm not going to say anything at all and just let the rumors, you know, circulate, whatever. People, their attention span is very limited. So if you don't entertain, they're going to move on to the next topic. But you waited a whole 24 hours to say something. Fizz, stop lying. That's all I have to say to you. Another thing that I want to mention is we know your profession. So to say that you were hacked and chances are you just got paid to, you know, stretch out your booty like you were doing. Now, your face isn't in it. So, (laughs) you know, we at the end of the day, we can't say whether it's your ass or not unless people have been subscribing to your channel and they know very well what your ass looks like. Or one of your exes comes to the forefront and say, hey, that actually is his butt. (laughs) I know this because I've been down there a few times. Um, So, yeah. What do you have to say about this, girl? Girl, he was tooting that thing up, okay? (laughs) I was like, okay, guinea pigs. But, uh, yeah, I'm not into booty hoe play. So, I was like, I'm not... You know, I'm not. The I don't think a lot this. of women are into booty hole play. That seems like maybe one of your male subscribers. And let's just be real. Like, I feel like people subscribing to OnlyFans. I feel like a lot of them would be men. Like with some of these requests, I just don't see a woman saying, "Yeah, I want you to hike your legs up and stretch that ass out." I don't. I don't see women saying that. Mm-mm. I don't. I just, I feel like Little Fizz, this is karma. I honestly think Little Fizz has bad karma right now. You Mm -hmm. did your boy, Omarion, dirty. Okay. I don't know if the rumors are true, but we know he fucked Miss April. But there has been rumors that he fucked Omarion's mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. That is just low. (laughs) What? What on both yes. ends, ma'am? Like you've yes. seen this child, this man since he was a child. At what point did you say, "Hmm, I like that. I'm, I want some okay. of that." That's a little weird when? on both ends. I would not be okay. Me and moms would have to have a very long conversation, and I'm gonna start side eyeing you. Like that's crazy. Right. And then for you, I feel like that was you trying to have a one up on this man. Like, yeah, I fucked your mom. That's crazy to me. I'm not That's having crazy. sex with nobody's parent. Mm-mm. It's like you gave me the boot from the group or the concert or whatever it was that they had beef over. So I'm going to fuck your mom and your wife. And it's your giving- mom. <laughs> it's petty. Like, it's petty. that. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I feel like um, Omarion is having the last laugh right now. I feel like Omarion is in his prime. I feel like Omarion is getting his his get back. Um, Mr. Fizz, I don't know if this is going to fizzle out for you. I don't know if this is a career ender. I don't know what's happening over there, but I am not entertained. I'm not interested. Um, the booty hole does look a little suspicious, like it could belong to you. It looks mm-hmm. the skin tone is a little bit too valid. Mm-hmm. It's just giving a little bit too too close, too close to home. So I don't know anyone that's getting their OnlyFans hacked at that too. So 
just own up to it or don't say anything at all. Just like, move on, right. It, it, it is what it is. Like, we know. We know that you you probably got bills to pay. And if this is how your bills are getting paid, shit, right. spread it out. Do what you got to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's your business. But come, just stop. Stop mm-hmm. the line, please. Yes, Mr. Fizz, I have nothing to say to that. Okay, Shay, I'm sorry that you are being, you know, mollywopped like this by... Man, listen, I made a joke. (laughs) I made a joke. What was this, two years ago? I said, I like uh, Kodak Black, but his clone. I like him. I like Clonedak. And when I tell you, after I said that, this man did the most despicable shit Time after time, it was like months of just Kodak Black saying crazy shit. And I said, oh, oh, God, mm. why? Now people are going to attack this man to me. It just, it's just like, now, if I if I have a crush on somebody, I'm going to keep it to myself. Because if you do something, like guess what? That embarrassment stays with me. It sure does. Yep. 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 Mm. No longer Lady <laughs> Fizz. That's what I'm saying. I am no, I no longer <laughs> want to be, I denounce, I denounce my crown. <laughs> I am no longer Lady Face. It's what okay. Is your I, I think it was a moment in time, but we oh. are not judging. Thank you. My my tea over tea is not booty hole good. It is probably I don't know what the demographic of our fans are because I told you and you're like I don't know what the hell you talking about. Um, mine is about Britney Spears. Okay, I then fell down the Britney Spears rabbit hole. I don't know how I got there, but now I'm obsessed. I can't stop. I can't stop. Britney Spears. This is all conspiracy, but it seems to be a lot of facts. So you guys know that she was recently released from her um, conservatorship, conservatorship, and. She's now free, right? For a long time, it was free Britney, free Britney. Britney has been free, I want to say, about a year now. And in that year, she has gotten married to this man who's very suspicious. Very. And it, <clears throat> we don't think that Britney, well, I don't want to say we. People don't believe that Britney is free, excuse me. And they also don't believe that she is even alive anymore. Okay. That's the tea. Is Britney alive? I don't know, right? Now, you guys have probably seen Britney dancing all over her Instagram. You can't say that that didn't look a little suspicious, right? Well, the reason why it looks so suspicious is because there was a lot of sign language going on in those videos where she was signing for help. Mm Mm-hmm. She was signing for help. And even last year, there was a situation where somebody was like, Brittany, if you need help, wear the color yellow. Next video, she had the color yellow on. Brittany, if you need help, wear the color blah, blah, blah. Next video, she had that color on. And it was a big thing that went viral because she was trying to let them know, like, I do need assistance. Or the way that she carries her hands, like she does this little thing all the time. It's like this little fist. And the way she holds Mm -hmm. it is very unnatural. And someone has said that that's the ASL sign for assistance. I need help. Right. Or she dances to music like SOS songs, just like everything just screams out. I need help. And there was even a situation where she has had bruises on her wrists and her ankles. Um, She was in dirty clothes. Her hair was unkept, like almost like she was chained up. Yeah. It locked away. Now, this really started when her birthday had passed. She said she she stopped doing dancing online and her husband took over her um, Instagram. What? He's He's been the face of her Instagram, right? Her Instagram had actually went down for a couple days. It's now back up. But for a while, he took over her Instagram. 
and it really started when he was like, oh, you know, we're getting ready to go to Nobu for her birthday. And do you want to talk to your fans? And he kind of showed her, but it was like, that could have been anyone. It doesn't look like Britney. And there was no paparazzi photos of her at Nobu, which is a very popular restaurant. There have been no pop photos of her since last year. She has not been seen out in public. Mm-hmm. Very suspicious. But she's out here going to New York, supposedly, and mm-hmm. going to all these big name restaurants and no one has seen her. Um, and then there was an issue where he had hopped on her live and he said, do you want to talk to your fans? He didn't show her. He was like, do you want to talk to your fans? And some other voice hopped on and said, no, I don't want to talk to them right now. But it did mm-hmm. not sound like Britney. Mm-hmm, and he did not show her. And then she had posted, apparently on her Instagram, a tribute to her younger sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, who she is estranged from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jamie Lynn Spears was posted on her Instagram page and it was a tribute to her working so hard on this new show and that she's so proud of her X, Y, and Z. Why would she post that on her birthday about her sister? Right. And it was also a thank you to her husband as well. No pictures of her. So there's also another um, conspiracy that there are stand-ins for Britney. Britney has not been around and they have hired people to cosplay Britney in these videos. Um, the reason why they say so is because some of these you know, stand-ins have gaps in their teeth and then they won't have gaps. Then they'll have gaps again. They'll have different noses, um, just different sizes, different body types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also there was um, talk about her husband being photoshopped into a lot, photoshopping a lot of the photos that they took place, that took place on her wedding. So they posted two different wedding pictures, but one was taken clearly weeks prior and then clearly weeks after, but they tried to pass it off as the same day and it was photoshopped. Very strange. So... Yeah, it's just a lot going on with Britney. Um, They have determined that a lot of her videos of her dancing were behind a green screen. That that was not actually recorded in the location that they were trying to claim it was recorded in. So the question is, where is Britney? That is the T over T. It's very creepy, right? It is very creepy. And it's kind of sad, too, because it's like you just got a, you just got your money back. You just got your freedom. And then you jumped into this marriage. And if something is going on, maybe let's not, you know, let's not say that she's not here. But if he is controlling your Instagram and maybe you, I just hope that you got some sort of prenup. So that way this man can't get anything if something does happen to you. I hope there's no life insurance policies put out on you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, it, that's, <clears throat> that's a lot. And I honestly, that's I feel a whole really lot. bad for her. I was recently watching some of her music videos. And then I just started thinking about her like, you know, this woman went from being on top and what seemed like a normal girl from her interviews, from her, from her videos to what we've been seeing on Instagram. Like, it's like she's not even there. And I don't want to say, you know, it's drugs or something, but it's like mentally Mm -hmm. she's not even there anymore. And I feel really bad for her. I really do. I wish things were different. Um, And I just hate that. It just seems like the people that she gets involved with, the men that she gets involved with, somehow take advantage of her. That's like you you use this woman, you, you get what you needed out of it, you get her money. And then you just toss her to the side. Like this husband of yours, where did you meet this man? Like, obviously we all know who Uh you are. You were one of the biggest stars of our generation. So if we know that, he knows that. 
Sorry about that, y'all. We were experiencing some technical difficulties, but we are back. Like I was saying, it's really scary that, um, you know, people can take advantage of you like that. Uh, I really hope that she's okay. I hope that these are nothing more than conspiracies, but it would be helpful if she could go back to running her own Instagram and actually not even just being on Instagram, getting some real help. Like maybe let's say, let's say it isn't Brittany. Let's say there is a stand in for Brittany, but is Brittany in, you know, a rehab facility? Is she working on herself? You know, like, can this be a positive? Cause if it's, if that's the case, we just want to like, not, you know, keep the fans out of her business. That's okay too. But is she getting the help that she needs? Mm-hmm. Like, I, think that, that, mm-hmm. I feel like that's really what matters. That's all that matters is, is she okay? Is she safe? It doesn't matter that, you know, she's not running her Instagram, like you said, absolutely. <clears throat> but <clears throat> my biggest concern is, was this person, this husband sent over by the people that are no longer able to control her as another means of you know so it's just a lot that's going into this um again it's all conspiracy a story is a story until it's not anybody could write it doesn't mean it's true so this is a conspiracy theory right now but i just wanted to present it to you guys that that is what is big t right now people are trying to figure out is britney okay Mm. and that is our t over (laughs) t oh I just almost forgot. Last thing, the review that I had to leave for. Oh, yes, please. The racist metaphysical shop. Okay, let me pull that bitch up. Okay, so I had to leave this review under my pseudonym Sheila T just in case (laughs) I have to stop in there for an emergency purchase. And also I'm dealing with a bunch of a coven of witches probably. I don't need them to know my names by looking through previous records of (laughs) stuff I didn't pay for. You know what I mean? Doing voodoo and spells and shit. Poor Sheila T, whoever's (laughs) out there with that name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I did leave this review and I wanted it with the intention before I sat down and meditated on it. I said, I want this review to be so damn good that the owner reaches out to me. And boy, did she ever reach out to me. Okay, so let's hop into it. I said, I've been coming to this store for about three years. So you're probably wondering why am I leaving a one star review? Over the course of three years, I have gotten an honest feel for the staff. I want to say that the staff makes this store feel like a very unsafe space for people of color. I said, you will not experience overt racism here. However, there is an undertone of disdain that makes myself and a few other POCs very uncomfortable. I hate that I even have to leave such a review for a place that I frequent so often, but I've reached my limit with the uncomfortable microaggressions. When it, I said, what we must take into consideration when it comes to spiritual and metaphysical shops, it is that a lot of practices, not all, are derived from BIPOC individuals. It is insensitive to profit from these practices while also treating BIPOC individuals with less respect than other customers. I said it's imperative for staff to do a better job for the sake of the community. I urge anyone reading this review to inquire about how many of their products are from BIPOC vendors. I have no doubt that you'll be flabbergasted at the answer. I also encourage anyone who has received the same unfair and harsh treatment to leave a review so that the community can be made aware of how this store is treating the residents who support them. Now she wrote back. She said, This is the owner. She said, this review is quite upsetting to our entire staff. Red flag. Bitch, you're the way you're treating me is quite upsetting it should have started off with i am sorry that that you had that experience how can we do better bitch you deserve this okay she said 
This review is quite upsetting to our entire staff. Sheila, my name is, and I own, please come talk to me about your experiences leading you to feel uncomfortable in my shop. Hearing you say that we make our space feel unsafe for you is heartbreaking. In order to comprehend this review and your feelings, I need details about what made you feel like you were treated harshly or unfairly. Please come back to our shop and ask for me personally. Her name again. If you would rather email me, we can have a conversation there instead. Oh, we can definitely have a conversation. But where where's the apology? Where's the Where ownership? The is- Obviously, you're not running your store every day. Girl, okay, first off, there was no explanation. Did she ever deny that there's no BIPOC vendors being sold nope, there? She didn't. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Because <laughs> if you're going to say that, this is upsetting. And I'll have you know, we actually have such and such vendors. You never said any of that. Where Where do you yeah. feel this disdain? Every time I walk into your damn store... I would Every email her time. and I was like, here's a list of the, of, you know, the reasons why I feel this way. And I'm sure other people have felt it as well. <sighs> you know what? The thing is when you bring an issue to someone or if you leave a review, they're so quick to hop on that review because, you know, other people can see it. And that's kind of why I love Yelp. <clears throat> because when I leave a review, if anyone that wants to frequent that store and they go to that, they're going to see it. It doesn't matter how much you try to, you know, soften up what they said or apologize. At the end of the day, your store made me feel this way and you should be ashamed. Are you, the owner is white, I'm assuming, assuming, right? Oh, sure. Everyone is. You're, Every you are um, a white woman that owns a metaphysical shop. You don't have any people of color working the register. Working there. Or, nope. And you don't have any people of color vendors. And when a person of color tells you, this is how your shop is making me feel because of your staff, get on that. How can we make this right? I'll, I, I spoke mm-hmm. to my staff about this and, you know, these are the steps that we're taking. There was none of that. There was Oh, that. email was- me or come, come in and ask for me personally. Why? So you can deny it? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. mind emailing you, but there's not going to be a back and forth. I will give mm-hmm. you a list of the things that you all need to work on before mm-hmm. I ever feel comfortable coming back into your store. I'm not going out of my way to come and speak to you. I've told mm-hmm. you what it is. Now you need to figure out how to make it work. Do better. Period. Do better. And that's how you have to do these fucking races. I'm sorry, but if this is what's going on in your community, speak out loud. Call for assistance from other people they don't want people rallying together behind them because what if that review sparks someone else to say you know what i've been fucking treated unfairly here too let me go ahead and fucking leave a review yes i'm gonna hurt you in your pockets because now you're playing with me so let's play with your money let's play with your money you want to play with me because there's no reason that you should one be even running a metaphysical shop without the fucking knowledge that a lot of these practices the shit that you're doing it's not even your practice a lot of them and you're making money off of those people who work and who are indigenous to those practices. Matter of fact, you are exploiting them, gentrifying them, and then reselling yes. it back to them. So let's yes. not get into a conversation about that because you found the right bitch. You found the right bitch. Okay. It may be Sheila T, but you found the right bitch. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on. Girl, I have so much going on um, in my world. But today's topic is sex. All things sex. All things sex. The reason why we want to talk about this, this was my topic idea, right, Shay? Is because we did our porn episode. 
And I feel like so much has changed since we did that last conversation on sex, where I was like, you know, what? we need to re talk about this. We need to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am not the same person as I was yesterday, let alone almost a year ago Right on that topic. Come on now. So I'm like, it's time that we give it a little bit more attention. Um, what did you have to say about, you know, your, your reason to want to talk about this before we hop into the topic? Honestly, it's the same as you. I feel like a lot has happened and just specifically with like how I view porn and what I'm actually viewing now. Um, I'm going to get more into it uh, just to go into details, but things have changed. You know, things have shifted in my relationship. Things, there are things that I'm doing now that, you know, at first I thought it was just like a hobby or something I'll do here and there, but it's actually becoming more of a hobby, uh, more than a hobby and something I'm actually really interested in. So I don't want to go, I don't want to give too many details away, but um, I am happy that we're talking about this. And, and, you know, also I want to talk about maybe like, the not so pleasant side to sex, the not so desirable side. So let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. Um, Since this is such a heavy topic, I did want to just, you know, bring a level of clearing energy into the space because we definitely had some funny conversations and heavy conversations just (laughs) before this conversation is about to start. So I'm going to come in with a quick clearing affirmation. And this affirmation is, Be a house for every person you feel intimately connected to. Hmm. Hmm. How do you feel about that affirmation? Be a house for every person. I want you to explain that some more because I want to make sure that I'm understanding it correctly. No problem. How I'm interpreting this is when we think about somebody, what a house represents for us, right? Safety, security, right? A place for rejuvenation, a place for retreat, And all those things that keep us whole and healthy. So if you are going to be a house for somebody that you're holding intimate space for, it should be protective. It should be hospitable. It should be safe. Right. I just think it's a beautiful quote for any type of intimate connections. And I didn't look this quote up. This was actually my quote of the day on my quote app, my affirmation app. So it was just divinely timed. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And right. I love that. I, I really do. Um, you know, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about, you know, some of the sexual encounters I had before I was in my relationship. And they weren't, a lot of them weren't homes for that. It was more so, you know, like there are times when you just feel like, okay, we did this. Now it's time. I got to get up out of here. Or it didn't feel like a welcoming energy. Like at times you can also feel like used for your body. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's a very beautiful thing. And that's why sex is so sacred, because you are sharing an experience with somebody, you know, you two are becoming one. So it shouldn't just be some it's not it, it shouldn't be a taboo topic for one. And it shouldn't be something where it's like you both aren't in that mental space of like, I'm getting something from you. You're getting something from me. And we're sharing this beautiful connection. Um, A lot of times sex can be very one-sided. And that's why I was talking about, you know, you don't want to feel used in sex because you don't leave out of it feeling good. It's not like I wasn't satisfied. I didn't feel appreciated, but we'll get into it, get into it some more. Okay, let's get into it. So I'm going to ask you the first question, um, which is really our only question, because technically it's a free flowing conversation. But the question is, has any of your views or experiences changed about sex since our first 
first initial episode on this topic and why. Yeah, so I think when I first spoke to you all, I was talking more so about like my porn categories. And that has changed a lot. I um, now I still like a person to be dominant and control. But I was visiting one of my um, well, this girl that I frequent when I do want to get into the mood and something caught me off guard and it didn't sit right with me. So um, mm. she did a video, you know, like when you're on certain sites, it'll show you like a preview. Well, the preview, it showed um, to me, it looked like a young teenage child. And even though that this person is of age, I didn't like what it was insinuating. And that, turned me off completely. Like I haven't been able to look at her video since then because I'm like, why would you sign up for this? And I felt gross. I was like, uh, I'm going to back up off of this. So what I have been doing now, and I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling myself or whatever, <laughs> but I've been looking at my own videos. Like I've been looking at my own videos with me and my partner and that right there. I'll be like, yeah, bitch, you did that. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, like it makes <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this. I was like, I, me too, and I was like, not me getting turned on by me. Like, okay, go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I love that. I'm obsessed. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I gotta um up my collection. So I just have, you know, things to go off of, but like, that's kind of what I've been shifting to. Like I'm shifting away from porn and well, other people's porn and then mostly focusing on me and my partner. So I like that for me. I fucking love that because I wanted to talk about the ethics of porn, right? Mm. Porn, porn. Um, you are sound like a real ethical queen right now. And I'm fucking like, clapping for joy like that is Thank fucking you. phenomenal because that's exactly what sex should be for you like I am turning myself on right now so congrats for that confidence flowing out of you but yes I agree my um spiritual journey has led me into a different space with sex um and specifically with porn for sure I have not really been consuming porn in the same way mm -hmm. so what it really started is I watched this movie called pleasure which came out in 2021 and that movie kind of fucked me up immediately. I would suggest everyone watch that movie because one, it was a good movie, but two, you got to see a different side of the porn industry. It almost gave, it felt like sex. It felt like I was watching a porno, but it was a film because there's a yeah. lot of sex going on in there. But I want to really dive into the ethics of porn. So there's ethical consumption and there's also ethical production. Right. So ethical porn is pornography that is made consensually, treats performers with respect and pays performers and film filmmakers fairly for their work. So I'm going to really be diving into the ethical consumption. And before we do, I want to talk about like some components of what ethical consumption looks like. So one, of course, making sure performers get paid fairly Two. This means that it's not going to be free, probably, right? When we're on those free sites, we have no idea if this has been copied and pasted from someone's 
OnlyFans without their permission, stolen from a paid site. You know what I mean? So we could be watching pirated fucking porn on there. Um, We don't know if people are being exploited. We have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, Is it made in a safe environment that treats performers with respect? Okay. Am I actually watching a rape scene right now? Right. You know what I mean? Um, Does it show true pleasure? Uh, I don't need a facade. I want to see women actually having pleasure. I don't need them to fake an orgasm or a man to fake an orgasm. Give me real sex. Right. Right. Because I feel like when you start performing, which a lot of porn does, it creates an unrealistic standard for what sex looks like, you know? Um, And is it, you know, created for all kinds of viewers? Why am I going? But before I get into that, does it show diversity across body size, race, sexuality, age, and ability? Because why do I need to see when I type in big ass, BBC, whatever, I need to see black folk. Ebony, why am I typing in ebony and seeing white women? <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Like, why? That that's have you experienced that? Yes. It's like, wait, what what category am I in right now? Like that You're yeah. not an ebony? I didn't look up ivory. I looked up ebony, BBC, big ass writing. I need a butterfly tattoo on that booty cheek right now. I need a tiger stripe. Give me the whole bit. I asked for black. They said, Um, oh, you got a BBL? We going to put you in the ebony category. No. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So you need to think about all these aspects of like, what does ethical consumption look like? And me personally, I I had gotten into a fight with somebody because I said, I think you should start paying for porn. Like you're paying for a service. You are getting off on a service. And if you're not paying for porn, are you searching ethically? And just really yeah. quickly, how you could find ethical porn without maybe paying for it. Are you looking at the, the source? Like the porn should come directly from the person that uploaded it to the site. You know what I mean? Mm, it should not right. be like, um, you know, dick writers, and all they do is upload someone else's videos. Right. You know what I mean? Does that make right. sense? Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. And also, they're getting a are piece you, of that. They're getting a piece of that. And they're copywriting their videos. We never know. Yeah. So before we talk about that, I just want to talk about what are the benefits and the reasons that you should pay for porn, right? So you're going to get a higher quality of pornography if you're paying for it. And it's ethical. On top of that, um, there's going to be less likelihood for you to get a virus because you have a paywall. So these sites are going to be safer for you. Now right. you're trying to get off and they get off in your damn social security information. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, you yeah, that's right. Money. Keep watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. We got him right where we He's fucking want him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that ass. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, but also this is going to go right back to the content creator. They are going to get paid for their services to you. Um, And then with that being said, you are building a safer environment, more ethical environment in the pornography community. You are limiting abuse. You're limiting all the things that we have discussed here as a negative con because they're going to see, hey, people are going to pay for quality. Let me switch it up a bit. So... Yes, watch porn ethically. Like I said, go to the source. If you have to pay for, if you have to watch free porn, make sure the source is the one that's uploading the videos. And are you watching for educational purposes? Are you learning from these videos that you're watching? Are you just consuming to consume and get a nut off? Shay, what do you think? 
I mean, I can agree to that. I mean, there are a bunch of free sites that you can go on to. And <clears throat> I know that I, the one that I was using uh, when I was looking at her videos, she was the one uploading it. So I, I guess I didn't really I never really like paid attention to that. Uh, but I will start um, if I do decide to get back on it, because I think right now I'm just kind of like turned off from it in general. But um, I think for anyone out there that you know, you, you, you paying for subscriptions everywhere else, like a little four ninety. I don't know the price. I'm just right. throwing out prices. Okay. <laughs> They'd be like, damn bitch, you know the price. I don't know the price. I'm just saying like, you paying four ninety nine here, fourteen ninety nine there for a subscription. And you know that you be on them sites every day. Another subscription ain't going to kill you. Okay. So hey. I know I, I agree with you. I do. Yeah, so that that's really just my little tangent about um, being ethical with the porn industry and how it's really changed my life. Like, I really don't consume porn that often. And if mm -hmm. we do, me and my partner will do it together. And it's usually for, uh, we've been really getting into Karma Sutra. Okay. And Tantra. I know you had asked in the last episode, like, what is Tantra? Yeah. Right? So really Tantra, Karma Sutra, and sex magic has changed my relationship with sex completely. Um, before I even talk about that, what I was going through, I didn't mention this because I was kind of embarrassed in our first initial episode. I was going through seasons of sexuality, seasons of sex, and I was in a deep sexual winter at that time. I really was not, I did not have a high libido. I was really not interested in having sex. And most of the sex that I was having was, you know, for my partner's pleasure, not necessarily my mm. own, you know, and I don't, no one ever had a conversation with me like, Hey, Brie, there is seasons of sex. I had to learn this through this podcast that I was listening to called the shamanic Tantra podcast. It's beautiful. It's ran by a woman and okay. it talks about all things sex and like spiritual and um like if we look at the seasons of sex you have spring right so spring could be like the blooming season maybe your libido or sexual desire is increasing a little bit you know you're still in your shell but you're like okay things are happening things are moving and you have summer you're in your full form right you rare right now okay um <laughs> you're into more sexual experiences you're getting a little more, bit more skin confident. is out more skin is out okay what you know you naked in the summer okay um and her example of her sexual summer was that she had an orgasm in front of 150 people oh wow i know right she was like i was liberated during that sexual summer and you have your fall and that could be you you may be experiencing a decrease in libido or sexual desire you start retreating a little bit and then you have a winter, which is the full form of no sex or no sexual desire. And every season is beautiful. Every single and everyone should be able to move through seasons. Right. It's not always a summer. It's there's there's no summer all the time, even in nature. So why do we think, oh, because I'm in a relationship or because, you know, I had a point in my relationship with myself where I enjoyed a lot of sex with other people. Why does that always have to be? Or I had a relationship mm -hmm. where I didn't want to have sex with anyone. I was asexual and that will never be possible for me again. It's it's all seasons. What do you think? I'm glad you said that. This was actually one of my questions. And the question is, how do you or your partner, um, how do you all deal with sexual rejection? And Ooh. I feel like um, this is something that I have faced in my relationship, my current relationship. 
and it's um it's a little hard and just going back to what you said about like you know if you were used to having sex all the time and then at some point there was a switch how do you like why did you expect it to continue and i get that you know I don't know if it's like a comfortability type of thing or, you know, maybe you don't want to have sex as much or maybe there are other things that you can do, but I didn't, I didn't really understand that at first. So I took it very personal and, um, I was upset about it. It's like, you know, if you don't want to sleep with me, then I feel sorry, something fell over there, <laughs> but if you don't want to sleep with me, it, it, you know, you can take it very personal. It's like, well, you must not be attracted to me anymore. Or, you know, are you out doing something with other people? Because how do we get to this switch? Like if we were so active in the past and then now we're not, it's like, well, what's going on? It's it's hard to not like take that personal. And I've never heard of sexual seasons. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, and I, I do feel like, like now that you've said it, I can see that there are times that we have been in those seasons. Like we're both very much wanting to do this. And then there are times where it's like, eh, you know, if we do, we do, if we don't, we don't. Um, so I think sometimes you have to take the ego out of it and just, just see it for what it is. And then also talking to your partner more, you know, don't, don't be so quick to assume like it's one thing and it could be something completely different. Right. I know with uh, yes. my partner, this we had this conversation. And then when I spoke to him about it, because, you know, everything was going through my mind uh, and I was I was ready to pack it up. And when I spoke to him about it, um, his reasoning was, I care a lot about my performance. And if I feel like I can't perform in a way that's going to satisfy you, then I would rather not do it. And I have mm -hmm. to take a step back and, you know, just realize, you know, that's thank you, because there are some people that be like, yeah. Here's a little sex. There you go. Get away from me. Leave me alone. And then it's not, en <laughs> then it's not that enjoyable because you're not really giving it your all. And I feel like you both have to mentally be in, in the space of ready to please one another. And if you can't do that, or if you feel like you're going to be insecure, self-conscious about your performance, then your partner should just understand that. Like, I'm just, it's okay to just say, I'm just not in the mood today. Like, I'm not, I just don't want to do that right now. But I also will say, don't get too comfortable saying that because you still have to satisfy your partner, especially if that's what they need. So there has to be some sort of middle ground. But yeah. No, and I mean, that's the tricky part, right? It's different when... I don't know um, how single people feel when they come through these seasons, right? Because it's like, if you're single, right. like, I just don't feel like having sex right now. You really don't have that pressure or that um, you don't. person in your ear being like, mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm not satisfied. So in a sense, like there's a pro and con in everything that we do. There's a positive and a negative, right? People think that relationships are all hunky dory. Everything is happy. But sometimes you really have to be so considerate of someone else that you don't get a chance to just focus on yourself yeah you know what I mean like yeah. that's the kind of downfall of being with somebody versus being alone it's like this is all about me all the time yeah you know and I feel like yeah there has to be a conversation that needed to be had and I'm not sure about you know you your current partner or your past partner who you're referring to what that individual maybe had went through but when I had a conversation when I had that revelation that oh my god I'm in a sexual winter I had to sit with myself and be like okay what took place what brought me to this winter right. and I've been very honest um with you guys about 
my decision a couple years ago to terminate a pregnancy that had everything to do with me entering a phase of sexual winter because no matter if it was a choice for me to decide that I wasn't ready to be a parent or not I still had to grieve that believe what you want you know like some people think like abortion is heartless it's it's a I just did it and it's thoughtless do you know what I mean yeah but it is so much strength and work that goes into coming to that decision. And you don't have to agree with me. Um, you can hate me if you want. That's okay. Like I'm okay with my decision that I made for myself, but it put me in a really bad space sexually where I was like, I feel guilty. I feel like, why do I deserve pleasure when I couldn't be a mother? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is the things that put me in a winter that I was in for two years. This wasn't like, oh, I just terminated a pregnancy and I'm back doing my. No, there was a process of grief that my body had to go through. This also yeah. goes to, for mothers who probably lose their children, you know, unexpectedly. And it also goes for men in their mental health, probably. Yeah. It could be about your financial status. It mm -hmm. could be about how you look in the mirror when you look at yourself, your confidence. Where are you at? Do you feel right. sexy? There's a million things that could put you in a sexual winter. So if you're seeing that your partner is maybe going through some stuff, it's a hard conversation to have, but absolutely let's have it because I may be in my, my spring right now mm -hmm. and I'm struggling with your winter. So where can we, how can we work through this so that we can both be in a spring or a summer together? Or how do I work on giving you the time that you need to get through your winter comfortably? But I will right. not know if you don't tell me. And that's exactly what I was going to say. There just has to be a conversation because you're absolutely right. And when I was referring to sexual things, it's, it's with my current partner, um, I will just say, like, I've never had to experience this. One, this is really one of my first times living with my significant other. And my last relationship was long distance. So it was kind of like an expectation when we did see each other, we would do that. Um, so if there was a moment that I just didn't want to do something, I had that moment to myself. But with mm -hmm. my partner here, it's like, we can be on different seasons. And it's everything that you said. It's like, we have to think about that. We have to think about what's going on. Like, I can't focus on having a great performance if I'm if I'm worried about bills in the back of my head or if I'm worried about, you know, like family stuff or if I'm just worried about me. Sex is not going to be at the top of my list, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes <clears throat> people just give themselves and it's like, I'm not even in this. Like, okay, you're done. All right, great. Now I can go back to worrying about the things that I was doing. And it's like, that's not what you want in your partner, you know? So mm -hmm. there absolutely has to be a conversation. But I also wanted to say, not only were you grieving the loss of that, you know, you went through a tough two years with also grie grieving the loss of your sister. So oh, totally. that's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, to, like, sex is just like, I can't even think about that right now. I'm trying to start to just heal myself. Like I can't. Ooh. And I'm glad you mentioned that because like, yeah, there will be times where I'll be in that space and then I would see that and I'm like, I'm, you know, like people don't yeah. talk about the brain chemistry that's going on when you are going through a traumatic event. Yeah. Like, I feel like sex, the best sex that you can have, this is me, I can't speak for everyone else, is when everything aligns. Yeah. All my all my parts align. My mind is involved. My heart is involved. I'm taken care of. Okay. And when I say I'm taken care of, I don't have to do the mental load of life. I feel like right. we as women sometimes it's like, 
yeah, I'm present with you, but I'm also thinking about a grocery list. Yep. The milk has gone bad <laughs> and we're out of dish soap and the toilet paper is almost running out. And then I got to also think about my own work life and all these things too. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your relationship, but for a while, I felt like I was carrying this mental load that Sadell never understood that was even going on. Like, yeah. You ever have a conversation with somebody and in the midst of that conversation, you're like, okay, so you're telling me that you need me to go to this event and you need me to do that. Okay. But that means that I have to buy a cake. I got to get a clothes. I got to get my hair done, my nails done. There's Mm -hmm. layers that I'm thinking about to get to that one event. Right. So when we think about life in that aspect, like it's deep, it's so deep. If you are the person in your household, that's like, we're out of this, we're out of this, we're out of this. And I asked him, I said, babe, have you ever thought about the stuff that we need in this house currently right now. I was like, can you name, <laughs> can you name a few things that we need in this house right now? And he was like, uh, uh I don't think about that until I have to go to the grocery store. Exactly. Cause I'm over here. I'm clocking. I know that the dish soap is one third of the way gone. Okay. So we got a good two months on that. I've already got that in my mind. I could tell you right now, we got two loads left of the laundry detergent. So that means that that needs to be, I mean, this is mental work. Am I wrong for saying that? You're not. Me, you're not. You're not. You're not and then wrong. And this- all of that, <laughs> my life, and then I got three animals. You want me to start popping my pussy on top of this? You want me to start popping my pussy? Come on. You like, we're almost, out of, we're almost out of body wash. How am I going to do this? Okay? Right. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> the cats are yes. meowing trillionaire is getting on my nerves like come on now this is not the time <laughs> no exactly. i know his name is trillion but i just love calling him trillionaire i just want to put no it it's I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> no i know you do but yes girl thank you all of that all of that shit and i hope the women are like clapping like mm-hmm mm-hmm because men i don't it's that is something that i feel like i was born with like I was yeah. born with a, yes. a meter for what the house needs at all times. And what needs to be done in the house. And then men just exist at times. They and just men, exist. They And I'm just like, do you think this shit magically pops up? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Golly. But you know what? We I will went- say that, you know, Jay has gotten a lot better. You know, we've talked about this. We've talked about weaponizing competence and i'm like you didn't see this this is um we're running low we're running low on this this needs to be done this da, da, da. and it's like now i got another job because it's not just I'm, I'm not just taking care of me i'm taking care of us i'm taking care of the household so i will i'm gonna give him some credit because he has come a long way and there are times where it's like oh i went to the store and got this because we're running low and i just want a standing ovation thank you I appreciate right, you that's so a, much. That's blowjob coupon. Blowjob coupon. Thank you. Right. Yeah. You got a coochie coupon. You got what you want. What you want to cash in. What you coupon. I love it. <laughs> men listening to this episode, swear to on my life. If you start doing shit like that without being asked, there is there is an endless bountyless amount of pussy that may pop up in your lap. Okay. Hello. Just start picking up a mundane task around the house. Exactly. She will be aesthetic i would be aesthetic okay i would be too no and i went um on a double date it was uh my friend had introduced us to her you know partner well they were dating it was their first date ever it was their first date ever and it just so happened to be ending off with a double date unexpectedly with me and sadel 
And this guy, brand new to our circle, is like, dang, man. So, like, how long? He's talking to this adult. He's like, how long have you guys been together? And whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. And he's like, oh, you know, 10 years. Like, we're just, I'm just zoning in. And he's like, okay. Then he comes over to our place. And I'm running around. I'm fixing the lighting, the mood. I got tea brewing and music going. And, you know, we having a good conversation. And the whole time, I'm in the background just like, taking care of the household right Mm -hmm. and he's like man you got it good as hell he was like you got it good as hell it was like man to man like Mm -hmm. you got it good as hell and so i was like i know and he was like nah brother he was like you sound spoiled you sound real spoiled (laughs) right now he said (laughs) you said i know he was like do you know how hard it is out here for us he was like Mm -hmm. we are struggling we are struggling (laughs) and i was like listen the women are struggling too okay the single life right now, I I commend all of you because it's it's slim pickings out there. So <laughs> be careful. <laughs> no facts. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> but yes, tell him. And I mean, we have been awesome, and so that was amazing. I'm not trying to talk shit about him. Yeah, but men see and recognize, like, damn my life you should be benefiting each other like sometimes i want a man to look at me and be like damn if i had you in my life it would be a hundred percent better you know and vice versa that's what a partner should bring to the table like you have improved my life you know what i mean and so does that i'm not trying to talk about him he's amazing but moving on shay thank you for allowing me the space to talk about the seasons of sex if you don't mind me asking I want to talk about like how how do you what do you do that's intimate in your daily life that's non-sexual what's intimate for you huh Mm. I don't know that's non-sexual yeah like like, let's say that intimacy and passion and sexuality is a lifestyle like what what would that look like for you what would what would sexuality come up in your life that necessarily isn't about like intercourse i'm not saying it can't be sexual in nature okay so this may sound like very minute but just making sure that i'm exfoliating and i'm rubbing my body down with lotion like some people be going to bed ashy a little rough i'm making sure that my skin is smooth um and then also getting waxes and then getting uh, self-care stuff like that like a lot of self-care it's like yes i do it for me but i also do it for my partner and one thing i've been doing recently is upgrading my pajamas i was like oh i love you it tired you tired of see- look this shirt that i got on i know you tired of seeing me in this damn <laughs> angry monster shirt going to bed so you know and not just like i'm doing it for my partner but when i feel good you can't tell me shit. Like, I'm like, I know I look good. So if I can go to bed having that same confidence, I feel like that's very intimate. Yeah. And I fucking think that that is like hitting the nail on the head because how are you showing up for sex every day? Do you know, like people automatically think it's just the act. Like my, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all are going to know the T, the T, the T, the T, the T, the T. Your girl's panties was down bad. Okay. My panties were every single pair of panties that I had had said, look, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> like 
I'm ready to retire, bitch. Okay, that's how that's how my panties was coming out the drawer. Like, no, for real. Okay, so and not like not that they were nasty. They just have been around. They've been yeah. loved on. Um, they had to go. I had to get them the fuck up out of here. One day, I pulled out a pair of panties. I said, "Brie, what the fuck is going on up in here?" <laughs> I had an awakening. I had an. I opened that drawer and my mind blew up. I was like, "I know damn well these are not my drawers. Whose drawers?" <laughs> Cause they are not mine, girl. They gone. So I had to. (laughs) I ordered in all new panties because (laughs) Shay's laughing because you know you have some drawers up in there that's saying put me down. When I feel like I don't had these drawers for a few years, it's time. I'm like, God damn! Like, why do you still have? change them out change them out with this no i get you i get you and i'm about to sign up for rihanna i am okay because i'm tired of wearing the same three four bras i'm like something's gotta give and you know i've been i've been in denial because my chest has just grown in the last two years and i'm trying to readjust to this new size I'm like, I can't do anything about it now. So I might as well just embrace these big old boobs and mm-hmm. just make it look cute, you know? So I am, look, Rihanna, that's another subscription. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how I involve it into my budget because I need that. But I will say, Target got a sweet deal sometimes. Seven mm-hmm. for 25. And they're cute. You could pick your they own are. style. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of moving away. Well, I've been moving away from like thongs. Like it's just not comfortable for me anymore. Give me a lace. Give me a, a cheeky. I just can't do the thong underwear anymore. I don't know about you. But. Girl, if I wanted something in my ass all day, I would call my old boss. Okay. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> I don't need those kind of problems. Um, no. So, I do have. I. You know what I did? I'm going to tell you. I bought um, a pack of, they're all black because I'm trying to get all my shit consistent. I want them like okay. flowing with colors, but um, I have everyday panties, everyday briefs, and even my period panties, they still need to be cute, right? Right. right. But I ordered a pack on Amazon. They're called Seamless, like breathable thongs, and they're very comfortable. Nice. So that was my first little, you know, daily pack that I ordered, but it's time. I'm like, no, I need to get some, like, briefs, some full coverage, because there's nothing better than being comfortable. I don't need something up there all the time. Like, maybe when I'm wearing skirts or dresses, you know, but no, bye. So I love that little intimacy for yourself in your daily life. I love that for you as well. Um, Go ahead and send them links though, okay? You know, let's let's share the links. (laughs) No, I definitely, definitely will. But the reason I asked that is because I was talking about the spirituality of sexuality for me. And there's been some work that I've been doing. So I've gotten into Tantra, which I'll talk about. Like I said, Karma Sutra, and I've been practicing sex magic. Um, you know, this is the woo-woo part that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. But really quickly, what is Tantra? People hear like tantric massage all the time. But sometimes I really don't think people understand like what Tantra is. So quick definition, Tantra is a spiritual tradi- tradition that originated in India and is found in Hinduism and Buddhism. Tantra is a broad term that encompasses a range of practices, including meditation, yoga, and ritual. 
Tantra is a way of life. It's everything. It's in everything that we do. Um, everything is tantric, right? And yes, there is tantric sex. So what tantric sex is, is it's pretty much the goal of tantric sex is not to achieve an orgasm, but to use sexual energy to connect to one's partner on a deeper and more spiritual level. And then you guys reaching enlightenment and a better understanding of yourself through that practice. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of Tantra work. And one of the things that we do that I love is we have some of our hardest conversations during sex. And people what? think that that's, yes, we sure do. We've been doing that for a year. We have hard conversations during sex. And this stem, this stem from when we used to go to um, couples therapy, my, our old therapist would say, when you're having hard conversations, hold each other's hands because it's harder to say harsh things when you have physical touch going on. And I was like, you're right. Cause girl, let me be across the room and I'm mad. (laughs) Oh, you know what I mean? But <laughs> can you think about it? <laughs> I'm holding your hand and I'm being very gentle. Right. <laughs> it was like almost like a check yourself kind of moment. So mm-hmm. we just we took that and somehow it evolved into having hard conversations during sex. And that has changed a lot for us. And I sometimes I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like I'm just literally just sitting here on top of you. We're not even really moving, but it's so much intimate, so intimate, so much pleasure, but we're talking about things that have maybe been built up a little bit or mm-hmm. insecurities or whatever the case is. The case is, um, I think I explained in our first episode that I had told him, you know, me never having a partner that really wanted to kiss was difficult for me and really painful. And he just said, you know, right now, give me that pain. Give it to me. I'll take it from you. That's what sex looks like. I'm sorry. That's that's beautiful, (laughs) but that's also. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it's an exchange of energy. And I don't want to sound preachy. And I'm so sorry. I don't want to feel like I'm taking over this podcast, but I am so passionate about this right now because I want people to know that it is okay to not always be super sexual like stuff this shit is hard you don't have I don't have a guidebook you know to this but back into my sexual practices so tell me if you want to you know interlude at any point but Kama Sutra everyone is pretty much familiar with Kama Sutra they think it's like just sexual positions, sexual positions, all the deets, mm-hmm. all the deets on the wild positions. That is a part of it. But Kama Sutra is ancient Indian. Um, it's an ancient Indian text on human sexual behavior. The Kama Sutra consists of seven parts, each of which deals with a different aspect of human sexual and emotional life. It covers topics such as the nature of love, the art of seduction and courtship, and various positions and techniques of sexual intercourse. While it is most famous for its discussion on sexual techniques, the Karma Sutra also includes chapters on how to conduct oneself in society. Okay, are you a good person out there? How to find a suitable partner and how to maintain a happy and harmonious relationship. It is often thought of as a manual for achieving pleasure and fulfillment in life, both sexual and non-sexual. Are you practicing Kama Sutra, baby? 
Um, I didn't know that I was, but I guess I am. And um, mm. I think I want to learn more about that. Uh, I think the last time I ever read anything about Karma Sutra, I was still a virgin and I was trying to learn. Uh, yes, I was oh, trying okay. to, because this is what we do. It's like, I want to prepare myself. This is what I think I'm going to be doing. So I was trying to learn more about it, but it was more so the positions and not necessarily the practice. So um, thank you for sharing that. I'm, I, I don't know if I fully am, but I, I guess I just have to do a little bit more research before I can share. Yeah. And uh, y'all, we would sneak and watch porn when we were kids and we watch porn now. What is, there's nothing wrong with ordering a book or watching an mm-hmm. educational video on those sites about this shit. That's what we do. We go to our website and we type up, you know, comma switcher positions and we literally say, oh, this might, and it could be comma switcher positions for women's pleasure, for men's pleasure, for deep G spot orgasm. I'm probably getting a little bit too much, but whatever <laughs> you're looking, <laughs> whatever you're looking for, right? You can go into that and say, I'm looking for this. And I guarantee you, you'll walk out of there like, damn. Okay, I would do this position. But if I just tweaked it a little bit, oh, it's a whole new position. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new thing. <laughs> and there's an excitement. I was reading a review on a, a Karma Sutra book that I was getting. And this man said, every weekend, we try a position from this book. And that is just one of our rituals. Every weekend, we just try a new position. He was like, you know, we've been married for 25 years. We're not as flexible as we used to be. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun seeing like what our bodies could do. When yeah, I mean, you may have to stretch first, but you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, do a little. Uh, uh, uh. Um, like, hold on, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, go, Taco. Go ahead. I'm listening. Sorry, I just wanted to mention something. I was like, I'm not necessarily doing Karma Sutra, but this kind of leads into a question that I had. Um, hold on, and it's more so like how do you set the mood before sex? And (laughs) I would say for me, (laughs) I would say for me, um, it's something I kind of do like when I know I'm going to have sex sometime that this week. Now I can be very shy, which is why I don't mind being dominated, you know, during the act. But I feel like, I'm shy in person, but I'm not shy when I write. And I feel like I can be a whole different person when I write. And I'm really good at writing erotica. And it's something that I I feel like I need to take more seriously. But yeah, um, I feel like I can get my partner there with my words. Ooh. Yes. And I can get myself Ooh. there too because I now I put myself into this character. And sometimes it's me, sometimes it's someone completely different. But yeah, I think that's a something that I want to kind of like hone in on. And I just wanted to know like what do you do to set the mood? Hold up, don't just brush past that. Girl. <laughs> yes. I mean, and I'm over here thinking like that is a beautiful talent, right? Because some people are not good with words when it comes to sex. They could have presentations all day, but you sell, you say, play this role or do this or talk about this. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I think if you pursue that, 
like when we talk about the nature of like sex and just the little small things that you can do for your partner, what if you had a small book published with sexy stories as a nighttime like read on their bedstand by you, you know, and it's like really wrapped up in a book like for Valentine's Day or something like that. I think that would be fire. Like if you could do and it's so personalized and it's like sexy reads or boom you have it published and this can be done through amazon i can show you how to do it but if you had it published and then you read to him little nighttime stories or it was just something he could have for his own shall you blew my mind with that girl i'm gonna send you something i'll send you something and you right after this i'm gonna send you something (laughs) okay send it to me please um that's that's insane because i've been wondering like who be writing these little freaky deaky books? Because, girl, I me. be reading them. Okay. Me. That is me. That is me. I'm it. Yeah. But it's so weird because, like, I I don't know. I can be very opposite in person until my partner brings that out of me. Like, sometimes I get embarrassed mm-hmm. to kind of, like, say sexy things during the act. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Or I want him to say things. And I'm like, oh, God, this is so forward if I say tell me to do this or you know I don't want you to ask me I want you to tell me to do things so I don't know it's kind of like I don't know I'm be embarrassed and I'm like shy about it but when I write it's like oh this is my alter ego let that shit flow (laughs) that is that is that's healing work that you're doing seriously like let that shit flow through you and be confident in it somebody out there can really benefit from that even if it's just you and your man I feel like we feel so uncomfortable. Like I said, that's why I asked this question, bringing sex into our everyday life that has nothing to necessarily do with the actual intercourse, but the little freaky things that you guys can do for each other on a day-to-day basis. Hey babe, what color do my nails to be? That's Mm -hmm. sex. You know, that's a little sexy right there. Oh, what do you want me to smell like? What perfume? You know what I mean? All these things that go into creating a really healthy sexual relationship. But great question. Um, Set and setting is everything. And I have learned this through my experience with plant medicine. Everything in plant medicine that goes well is because your set and setting was taken care of. So we have literally just transferred that practice to sex. We have our mood lights, you know, that go on, our little roof lights, um, music, just really thoughtful music that we have playing candles mm-hmm. um we light an incense sometimes or have our diffuser with our essential oils when we went to the black market fleet we had bought some of that it was like a, a body massage candle oh yeah remember, remember yeah. her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a part of it too so um like i said finding our new position that we want to try out watching and entertaining together online um, but really, seriously, like clearing the energy, talking about like what we need, what our needs are. And the biggest part of all of that foreplay. Foreplay is a huge part of the set and setting. Or am I tripping? No, no, you're not actually. I like, yeah. give me the fingers, you know, give me yeah, the whatever. Like you can't just yeah. be trying to go to it, yeah. you know, like da, da, da. get us warmed yeah. up first, you know? Like, yep. yep. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Like, thank And I mean, maybe I'm being biased. Sexual foreplay is for both partners, but I really think it's geared towards the women. Like, right. We're the ones. We need the engine crank. We need, crank. It, we need okay? to warm the engine up. 
Yeah. Like y'all, y'all can just be ready. Okay. Like y'all there's ready. a lot more that needs to go on with this. So I absolutely it's, it's for me. So you need to spend a little bit more time on me, but I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time on you too, but a little right, we'll more. do a little something. Yeah, yeah. You said change foreplay for me. Okay. I hear you. Um, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> it's not foreplay. It's for me. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Love that. But I have a question. So, okay. What does aftercare look like for you? Okay. So, you know, we kind of spoke about this and, um, I guess I didn't really think it was a thing really until we actually had that conversation, like, you know, making sure that you got the towel ready or making sure that I'm Mm -hmm. good or making, or like having a conversation (laughs) and, you know, I would say like, since we've had that conversation, I think we actually talked briefly talked about it on the podcast, but I've noticed that cause I, I'm sure that my partner listens uh, to all of our episodes. Um, <laughs> but I've noticed that the last time he was like, you know, how was that for you? You know, did you enjoy that? Is there, you know, is there something that was off? And I love that because it gives me a chance to be like, you know, maybe I didn't say it in the act, but this is kind of like what I want you to do. And one thing I love about my partner is that when I give him direction, he's going to take that and run with it. Like, okay, this is what you said. I'm going to incorporate that next time. So, and he's really good with his memory. So it's not like, Hey, I already told you about this and you're still doing the same thing. I don't feel ignored. I feel very much taken care of in that sense. Like he is a person that loves to learn. So, and wants to please me. So if I can give him that, small bit of direction he's going to do just that so that's the aftercare for us okay what about you i love that um Mm -hmm. aftercare has changed really another thing that changed my relationship was sex and you know i wrote down some things but you know aftercare is really just a practice of taking care of one's physical and emotional needs after engaging in sexual activity for those of you who may not know i think when you really take it from small shit, obviously get the tail, right? But when you put that warm, nice, warm water on the towel and you're giving me like a hot steam towel, right? A little bit of essential oil on that. Oh, I might be ready for round two. You know what I mean? I might be ready for round two. Um, but also I had did some research and we implied this into our, um, put this into our relationship. Snacks. Snacks. snacks after care snacks yes mm-hmm. so the best snacks to have after sexual activity you have strawberries dark chocolate Ooh. nuts grapes and tea so could you imagine having a beautiful session foreplay amazing intercourse amazing all the best things that make sex good for you and then after that deep conversation about how you felt you know where your mind is what are you thinking about over tea and snacks that's our ritual that's our ritual Uh, okay (laughs) I love that um I never I guess I never really thought about that um because you know you can't work up a hunger and even if you're not it's just kind of like I just want to feed you like that was great here I love that And how naughty is it going to the grocery store like, ooh, nuts after sex? Can I tell you a story? Yeah. So (laughs) I was actually, this happened to me. 
So one of the first times that uh, Jay and I actually like slept together, we went to Aldi and Lord, we bought, (laughs) we bought chocolate, we bought strawberries, we bought whipped cream, and I think we bought wine. And the lady, (laughs) the cashier was like, oh, someone's going to have a good night tonight. When I get out of my business, I was like, oh my God, this is so (laughs) embarrassing. People behind, it was so fucking embarrassing but i was like i mean you're right and we did have a good night but that's a story that just lives with us like we we talk about it often like you remember when i like <laughs> it was just it's so terrible but i would just say that if you want to be a little bit more discreet included in other groceries and not just buy that because they're gonna right. be looking at you like mm, bitch i know what you about uh-huh. to do you know? okay exactly girl you might as well throw a pack of condoms up in there hello <laughs> You need a plan okay. B or something? Like, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine the cashier being like, oh, we have plan B on aisle four. Girl, oh, my God. Get on. I would walk you away. Imagine? I'd be like, you could put all these groceries keep back. Keep it. Just keep it. I'm good. I'm good. It's yours, babe. You have it. But um, I would get out of there. <laughs> yes. I definitely just say that after aftercare could change the way that sex feels for you. Like, yeah, it can almost look like, like I said, it's a ritual. And then you have this big reward together after sex, like good, healthy snacks on top of that. Did you have a question? Because I don't want to keep just going on. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. I do have a question, but I'll ask after. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, before I leave this topic, I want to give you a quick little story that I found on TikTok randomly okay. scrolling. This guy, I don't know if you've seen this TikTok, this black guy. He's like, you know, y'all need to start coming prepared to sex because y'all are not prepared. So I'm like, what is this man talking about? What does that mean? He's like, you know, I was on my little app looking for a little late night shenanigan. And he said that he came across a woman and he asked her, he said, are you okay with sensory deprivation? And I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. What the hell? Y'all fucking in the um, sensory deprivation tank? Like, what's going on? And he's (laughs) like, I am really into sensory deprivation. So he was like, what I do is I blindfold you. I put on headphones so you can't hear anything but the playlist that I have created. I tie you up so you cannot touch me. He said, I take away all your senses so that I can do whatever I want and your sense of touch is even greater. Now, I'm what? I sent it to my man. I was like, we must do this. Now, I finished <laughs> we the must video. do this. <laughs> I was like, do this, do this, do this. Okay. I was jumping up on my damn seat at work, damn near. But girl the story ended so badly so he said that he invited a woman over to engage in these activities and i guess he's like the master of ceremonies when it comes to taking away people's fucking senses and the woman started freaking out and she said that you know stop she didn't want to do it she just it didn't feel good to her like it felt uncomfortable like it was too much everything was too heightened so he was like you know I stopped immediately. I gave her aftercare, which is kisses, hugs, cuddles, and all these things. And he said, I told her she had to get the fuck out when she came oh, down. God, dang. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> She's like, good. Okay, goodbye. Wow. wow. He said he sent her ass out in an Uber. And then he started complaining. He said, stop 
not showing up to my fucking house unprepared for this shit. I asked you specifically if you knew how to do this and you said yes. And then you telling me you don't know how to swim and I'm throwing your ass in the deep ocean. Get the hell. He was so mad. And then people were like, yeah, this is some bullshit aftercare. You didn't give her no aftercare. You didn't, you know, like. I mean, was- that wasn't, that wasn't aftercare. That was, I'm just going to make sure you're good. You're in the right mental space. And then I want you to leave. Like you, you could have talked about it. You could have seen like, you know, what didn't you like about it? What was too much for you? You didn't do any of that. You gave her some snacks and said, bye. I'm just going to feed you and send you in an Uber. Here's a Capri Sun and a fruit snack pack. And here's your Uber. And there's your ride. <laughs> Get out of here. Girl. Okay. Wow. So, I, wow. Even though the story was good, it ended so badly. And I was like, I have to tell this on the episode. But yes, people's misconception that aftercare is only for extreme, like hardcore play or intense play. Aftercare could be for regular vanilla sex. Okay. It does not yeah. have to be cuckoo crazy for you to still receive some love, kindness, and affection afterwards. So l- let me just get this straight with, with the story that you just told. <laughs> they were in water? No, he wasn't in water. It was in, in the bed. Could you okay, imagine okay. though? Woo! At, at that point, I'd be level. like, I can't get into this because I, I I'm not that great of a swimmer. <laughs> okay, <crap>. like <laughs> I need to make sure we're good. I don't want to go underwater and I can't see or hear or move my <laughs> or arm. <see? laughs> I don't want this. This is not fun. Yeah, that wouldn't be Wait, fun for me. You- <laughs> could you imagine being in a pool like that? I am so close to death at that point. Get, I'm freaking out too. Get me out of here. I didn't sign Get up to die. Here. In the bed though. Hmm. Right. This sounds very um interesting. I'm going to have to consult <laughs> with someone about this one. Oh, if you this, do, this, let me know. This sounds fun. This sounds very fun. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read more into this, okay? Actually, can you text? What is it called? Sensory what? Sensory deprivation. Mm, yeah, I'll find the okay. video and I'll send it over to you. Please. That man, I, mm, I'd be like, don't ever go back to his house. He he didn't, he don't know how to treat y'all. But again, Girl, she did lie. She did lie. She did lie. And I think he knows what, I mean, I, he sounded very confident. And I was like, damn, this was, this would have been a great ad. If you would have ended on a positive note, your DMs would have been overflowing with the hoes. Sorry about that, y'all. Some more technical difficulties. But yeah, that woman lied to him. He definitely asked before, you know, are you accustomed? To, do you know what this is? She said yes. So a little bit is on her as well. Now, he could have treated her better, but a little bit of this is on her as well. I 100% agree with you. I mean, that is a part of it. Come prepared like know what you're getting yourself into before you say yes and commit to these things and also remember you always have your consent to say i don't want to do this anymore right and that person must respect it but you don't want because he was like i felt like my time was wasted you wasted my time so when you're not in relation ask more questions though yeah she could have been a little bit more prepared. I yeah. I said, babe, do you think she was wrong? And he was like, yeah, she could have, she should have, before she just dove into it with a stranger, like, you're one, you're having sex with a stranger. So That part. Could you imagine your senses being snatched away and you haven't met this man before? 
like i i that's the thing it's like i don't feel like you do that on the first meetup like that's why i'm saying like sir you gotta ease people into that like she didn't even really know you like that like no why don't you do regular sex first i come to your house you tie me up you close you blindfold me i think you're about to murder me this is not what i signed up for yes i may be familiar with it but that don't mean i want that's something you say for like the seventh time having sex together like don't just give me all your kinks on day one that's nuts right absolutely nuts but the question is on you ma'am okay so uh, now i have a i have a funny question and then i have one that's more uh like a tougher topic which one do you want to go with Oh, we can do the funny one first. Okay. So I saw this uh, I saw this post and I wanted to ask you, and especially you being a film buff, I feel like this would be perfect for you. So what's the worst thing you've had to watch for some dick? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Let me think on that. <laughs> I can go first, too, if you want me to. Please go first. Yes. The worst thing that I've had to watch for some ass was his kids. Bye. (laughs) Are you fucking serious, girl? (laughs) You fucking got me. You fucking. (laughs) Did you did you get the dick? Did you get it? Did he get I it? I did, but it wasn't worth watching no badass kids. Let me say Girl. that it was one child. It was one child. Seven and two? then on top of that, I didn't even feel right being around this kid. I'm like, this is so reckless. Like, I don't even know him. You want me, like, I'm some babysitter or something. It was bad. Yeah, we've all had our stupid moments, and that was definitely one of mine. Girl, you know what? I have no answer to this because nothing is going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a movie that or a show that you haven't watched that you're like, I cannot believe I'm sitting through this. No. Oh, you know what? I can't believe I'm going to say this. I cannot believe. I agreed to go watch like the fucking 10th Resident Evil that had came out. Oh, no. Because I knew I was like, I'm going to bust a wide open in these seats. I am. (laughs) That is all I'm. I am paying. I am having him pay for a ticket. Simply so that I can have a location to have sex. <laughs> I don't care about this movie. It was actually, I know exactly which one it was. It was Resident Evil 3D. That's exactly the one. It came 3D? out in like 2010. Yes. Is that the one where it was, you find out she had like a clone or something? Girl, I had no idea what was going on in that movie. I told you why I showed up. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even see the opening credits. Okay. I came there for a reason. No, let me tell you. So we went and it was a successful night. I and I had no idea. I had no idea until a couple years ago that they could see you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean they could Girl, see you? They could see you in the theater. There is cameras all up and through the theater. They can see you. They can see y'all. They could see what you're doing. <laughs> Why am I so shocked that there are, there are cameras inside of the theater? Girl, you would. Uh, duh, yes. Like, duh, of course duh. there's cameras inside yeah. the theater. Oh, girl, they see it all. Okay, now oh. I should have knew. I should have knew. I should have knew how severe it was because do you remember that movie, The B Movie? Yes. 
okay, that came out years, so long ago. I can't even tell you the year. My friend went to see that movie as a matinee. And it was only like a couple of people. And it's a children's movie. So obviously there's kids lingering. Yeah. She said it was only it was only like 10, 10 people max. This includes parents and children. And then so it was a kind of empty theater. And she said they were getting it on and they had to be chauffeured out. The people came up in there and said, we need you to leave. This is a children's movie. You need to leave the premises. They're lucky they didn't get arrested and then hit with like a child sexual whatever. <laughs> you know, like, no, that's some serious shit. You can't be doing that. It, didn't that happen to like Pee Wee Herman? He was in there like <laughs> yes, going at it to <laughs> Ashley and whatever her name is. Oh my God. Yeah, you can't be doing that. <laughs> you can't a children's movie, a kid's, a child film, like, come on. There was other matters you could have went and seen. You could have went and seen anything else. But yeah, they had to be escorted up out of that movie, y'all. So be careful what you do in them theaters. They could see you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I mean, like, I'm grown. I don't I don't see myself going to a theater for a location. I have a location. Uh, but I don't know why that just never crossed my mind. Never. It never did. Girl, I was busting it, busting wide open, all up in the theater. You could have okay. I'm not gonna ask you how. You don't have to go into details on the show. But the seats, like it's not like, you know, now where they have the adjustable, you know, recliner chairs and all that. Like Mm -hmm. you're in a regular ass fold down chair. 2010. You know what the you know what the fascination about the movies was back then? You can lift up the armrest, and that was girl, we had the armrests all up. I was on my back performing up in the fucking <gasps> Resident Evil 3D 2010. Yeah, somebody has me on film acting crazy. Oh yes. my god. Oh no. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Bree. Bree. I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> me either. I'm in, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed for myself, okay? You know what? Moving right a long along. way, okay? That is. <laughs> I should sure have. I sure have. I sure have. Before we move on to my topic, my question, have you ever been caught by a cop? Okay. So I had, okay. I was in the car getting ready to do some things and the apartment security came by. No. Yes. But I mean, I was knocked on the window, but I was fully clothed. Like I, I, you know, I, there was nothing exposed, but Addie came like, Five minutes later, there would have been some things happening. So yeah, that's what did he say to you? They were just like, "Do you live in this apartment?" I mean, they talked to the guy. They didn't talk to me. Uh, I was like, "Uh uh." To me, that was a sign. I left after that. I was like, "This is a sign. I should not be here. I am taking my ass home." Right, right. But uh, (laughs) yeah, they talked to him, and it, it was his apartment. He did live there, but they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, you can't be out here." Blah blah blah, and I'm like. And they probably smelled the weed too. So I was like, this is just a bad situation all around. Like, let me go home. Yeah. What about you? You've been caught? I have been caught by a cop once before. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I could write you guys up for indecent exposure. Get the fuck out of here, pretty much. So I was like, we were behind. Um, I think I have some voyeuristic tendencies in my situations. I've had some sex in some crazy places. I have literally... 
I have stories. I'm not going to out myself. If I told you, y'all would tell me to go to church um, because they're that bad. But oh, yes, yes, I have been caught a few times. Moving right along. Moving right (laughs) along. Uh, My question is, have you ever heard of sex magic? Sex magic? Mm hmm. No, I haven't actually. Okay, I would maybe say that sex magic may be something you and the listeners might want to try. Sex magic has, again, changed my life for the better. So pretty much people think sex magic is witchcraft. It's not. Sex magic is a type of spiritual practice that involves using sexual energy or sexual activity as a means of achieving goals or an outcome. So what you could do, you can manifest while masturbating. So, yes, girl, let's say mm. you're getting you're getting your because think about it. Energy just transfers and never dies. Right. So if you put all that sexual energy into something, into the ether, I have manifested so many things through sex. Sometimes I manifest I masturbate to manifestations of my life that I deserve. Ooh. Like <laughs> Ooh, the goals. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, like, oh, I can feel myself touching that Jeep with that expensive leather. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's electric. It's electric. Okay. I'm electrified. You hear me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Oh, my God. Bali. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> Literally manifesting. With my masturbation and also manifesting with my climax with my partner, too. Okay. Yeah, sex magic. Try it out. Moving that energy to your goals, whatever your goals are. I am going to um, also add this to my list um, of things to research this um, sometime soon. Yes, sex magic, your local little baby witch teaching you about all things sexual and woo-woo. But that was all I had. Those are all my questions. Okay. I did have one last question. I feel like we kind of touched on this, but I wanted to ask, you know, how do you navigate through body dysmorphia or when you're just not feeling your sexiest for your partner? Like, what do you do and what can your partner do to help you through this? Definitely struggle with this big time. That's why I really don't, I like mood lighting. Mm-hmm. I don't need every light on in the house. I'm, that's a quick turn off for me. Cause I'm like, okay. how does my body look? And you know, mm-hmm. can you see the things that I'm insecure about? But for me, just being honest, being honest, like, when we're those are those hard conversations that we have sometimes when I was telling you we have hard conversations in sex I don't really feel attractive right now and he will reassure me and reaffirm you look so beautiful you look, whatever it is that I need mm-hmm. to hear from him but I'm very open and honest or I'm feeling a little shy because I'm not really so confident in my body type can you help yeah. me come out of my shell and let your partner take on some of that burden like you're my man. Hype yeah. me up, gas me up. 91 premium. So that's <laughs> how I do it. I and I mean maybe that's not the best answer because you should be able to make yourself feel confident, but I haven't got to that space to give you guys any woos and tips on that. Right. I literally depend sometimes on my partner because I'm his piece of artwork. Like mm, tell me that. what you admire about me, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I completely agree with that. Um, it is hard sometimes seeing it for yourself. So if we are going to get into, you know, sex, I want to hear more from you. I want you to talk more about the things that you love about me. And it could be sweet. It could also be rough. Like claim what's yours. Like maybe I'm feeling insecure about my weight gain. Grab on one of my rolls and just be like, oh, this is sexy. Like, you know, like something, mm -hmm. something to just get me mm -hmm. out of that. Because I'm I'm also like you. I don't want to be in the act and then just so focused on like, oh my God, I don't feel confident or no, I don't want to go in this position or I don't want to do that because I'm not feeling feeling myself really. So, you know, I feel like, yeah, it is up to you, but as my partner, I want you to also basically be my cheerleader as well. Help me through that, especially if I've expressed to you how I'm feeling about certain things um, or just my body in general. Yes, a hundred percent. And that concludes our episode number two on the topic of sex. Shay, did yes. you have any closing words before we get into hot jam of the week? No, I don't. I just want to say that I feel like this is going to be one of my favorite episodes about sex. I feel like you can, if you go back to the past episode when we were talking about porn, and I think we have another episode just kind of more so focusing on sex, you can definitely hear the difference. And I love that, you know, and maybe two seasons from now, we'll have more updates for you. But I feel like sex is just one of those things where it's like, especially if you're not always feeling yourself um, or if you don't feel as confident just in sex in general, it is good to have these episodes where like, okay, maybe I'm learning something or maybe, you know, you're mentioning something that I've never heard of and I want to mm -hmm. try that out. Or, <laughs> you know, maybe I can express this with my partner. Like what we were just talking about, I, blindfold, music playing, hands tied. Um, excuse me, never heard of this in my life, but am I going to try it? Absolutely. Am I going right. to try and learn more about sex magic? Absolutely. <clears throat> so it's like those little things. And then just little things that we can do to feel that intimacy within ourselves. Like we just said, you know, I want my partner to do it, but I got to do some work too. So what makes me feel yes. good? Makes me feel good to wear cute pajamas and they don't have to be revealing. They don't have to be sexy, but something that makes me feel good when I go to sleep. Tending on my body, exfoliating, lotioning up, smelling good, looking good, asking for my partner, you know, what do you want to see? What do you want to smell on me? You know, stuff like that. So, yeah, just I thought this was a really, really beautiful conversation. Sex is, has been a struggle for me in general, not a struggle with my partner, but a struggle with acceptance. So thank you for that. Ooh. No, thank you for ha having a healthy, happy, healing conversation, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I need it so desperately to talk about this because allow yourself to change through seasons, through things. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that you have to be the same consistent person as you were today, next year. And when it comes to sex, the most important part about sex is the connection, your connection, your consent, your safety, your needs and desires. Sex can be fun. It can be passionate. It can be healing. So do what's right for you and happy fucking. <laughs> Come back to us. Um, you know, we do have a confession line. We do have an email that is waiting and open. We want to hear, you know, are you 
taking some of this advice? Have you tried it? Um, yeah. Or, you know, was it a complete <laughs> fail? Were you the one that was sent home in the Uber? We want to hear your side of the story. Yeah. So, <laughs> please, please, yes. Call please. the confession line about your rendezvous. It can be anonymous. Just let us know. We will leave all the contact information in the show notes. Take advantage because you can be on our show. And with that being said, Shay, let's get into hot jam of the week before we close out. What is your jam? Oh my gosh, you want me to go first? Yes, ma'am. Now I know what y'all are thinking. You're like, this bitch is about to play some SZA. But I'm not because I just played it for you. Um, I played the whole album, actually. Uh, But since we're on a sexy topic, I felt like it's only right to play a song that I feel gets me to that mood so if you give me one second i'm gonna go to my playlist and it's called sex and sage yes Mm. Mm, very sexy (laughs) that was not Mm. (laughs) hold on one second with that said i am gonna play all of your love by luke james That was Luke James, All of Your Love. Okay. Got you. Luke James, All of Your Love. Real sexy. Real sexy. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't pick a sexy song. I didn't even think about that. I just picked a regular little bop that I'm into right now. (laughs) okay. Let's hear that bop. Okay. My song is uh, called Caught in Amsterdam. You guys know I love Krungbin. And Krungbin is basically a band that really doesn't talk like they just play their instruments and they're so funky and sexy this is like their brother i guess you could say his name is arc de so arc de soleil and this song is called got caught in amsterdam here we go That was Got Caught in Amsterdam. Yeah. So that concludes our week's episode of Cafe Confessions. Please come back next week. We will be here next Wednesday with a new episode for you. Thank you, Shay, for always being an amazing host. And I love you guys. Thank you for being an amazing host as well. (laughs) Glad to have you back. You sounded better. And fingers crossed that I don't get sick. 
But um, yes, thank you so much. This was a wonderful episode. It absolutely was. To all with love and to all good night. I don't know if I said that right, but whatever. (laughs) 